This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Nextlander podcast. Yet another Nextlander podcast. And I'm looking at the numbers here, folks. And uh, I'm no mathematician, and uh, Lord only knows how many weeks there are in a year, but I'm just going to say, at episode 48 here, we've got to be getting close. Yeah. No one knows exactly how many weeks are in a year, but, you know, best estimates say somewhere in the neighborhood of 65 to 70. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) So we're we're almost there. We're almost there. The weird thing, though, is like that number goes up every year. It's yeah. Just, every year just keeps getting longer. Fucking Gregorians, man. I tell you what, it feels like it sometimes. Sometimes it feels like it. Folks, we are here doing the podcast. I'm Vinny Caravella, joined by Alex Navarro. Hello, Vinny. How are you? Uh, hanging in there, Brad Shoemaker. Greetings. Brad, Greet- how are you doing? <laughs> I'm just sitting here in room 427. Mm. Mm. Pressing keys as instructed. Aren't we all? Aren't yeah. we all, though? Uh, this is room 427 of the world and you are listening and your instructions are to listen to this podcast. Yes. For approximately two hours, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. 
No, you have to choose to accept it. Also yeah, you go- subscribe to this podcast. It's going to download automatically anyway, so you've automatically <laughs> accepted it. Uh, this podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. We were talking a little bit about the Stanley Parable. We're going to get to that a little bit later. The Ultra Deluxe Edition, in case you didn't know, we'll talk about Switch Sports, Loot River, Bug Snacks, the Isle of Big Snacks, and Not Words, as in the rope. As in the rope. Yeah. As in tying knots. Do you guys like knots? No. Not not firmly, no. I got nothing. Look, look, I'm not anti-knot. I mean, sometimes you you need a knot. nothing against them. I get that. But I hate tying uh, them. I hate I mean, it. My my. If you're asking about my not capability, though. Yeah. What's your what's your four. level of not knowledge? I went to one scouts meeting. Uh huh. And said, "I'm good." You knew everything. So that pretty much answers your question. Was that was enough it? for them to give you the the pocket knife? No. Okay. No, I, I was no. in the scouts. I never got a pocket knife. Maybe. I believe this was Cub, if I'm not mistaken. This okay. Was before the transition from Cub to Boy. Yeah, they don't. I don't uh, think, yes, I don't think I don't think they give knives to Cub Scouts. No, generally not. We I never did scouts maybe. of any kind. I did not. I made it to uh, I made it to Boy Scout and then I, I I kicked out of there, ejected. Oh, yeah. wow! And then uh, my little brother, I think, finished. I think he did the Eagle Scout. Uh, Eagle he said Scout. no smoking in the, in the troop hall. That's right. And then I was like, I'm out of here. Got into my T-Bird, did some donuts, and then uh, flipped them mm-hmm. off and went to the roller skating rink and was like, what happened? You ah. said, smell you later, losers. That's right. I mean, Just the look, kerchief flying in the air behind me. I don't regret not joining one of those organizations. I do mm-hmm. think that there would have been some benefit to me maybe being a slightly more handy human being than I currently am. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, I did, when I was younger, I just I thought the uniforms were for chodes. So I want to know part of it. You know, I hear you. I think the shorts don't help. The no. One, the, like with the shorts and the tucked in shirt and the kerchief. I mean, that help. was an era where the shorter shorts were more in style, uh-huh. you know, the 80s. So I feel like it would have been a little more acceptable, but just something about the neckerchief and the hat and just all that stuff. Like, it's like, nah, I don't need a fucking sash, man. I don't Are need you sure? badges. Well, I knew we didn't have the sash. We had a little like dangly thing, uh, but we did have the neckerchief for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a little, if you think of it like a little cape, then maybe it'll change your mind. It's too it's little. Like, I need a full cape. <laughs> Is that different from an ascot? Uh, and I think it, it's like a flipped around ascot. So okay. I think, yeah, the the I think it goes behind you, tails off in the back instead of uh, kind of Fred style in the front there. They can uh, kiss my ascot. I re- I remember uh, when we, uh, uh, Ryan Davis and I went to go uh, on um, one of our arcade machine adventures, and we were trying to load an arcade machine that we had picked up. I think it was Xenomorph from somebody's house. And I remember that one. we were trying to put it into the truck and the guy who was super nice that was selling it was like, Hey, you guys need a hand. And like, yes, we do. And like whipped up some super slick knot to, to basically, um, uh, tie it down to the side of the truck that we had rented. And that for, to me forever changed my mind on at least knowing like three different knots to, to be in a situation where you can, be like, I can hitch this thing or I can kind of tie this thing down in a secure fashion instead of what normally I would do, which is try to make a spaghetti a thing out of the rope as I could and say mm-hmm. that that's probably that's probably fine. Well, what's your knot repertoire? What do you got? I like uh, I, I think a very useful knot is a trucker's hitch. 
That's the one where you can um, basically cinch something down. I think that is very good. Okay. Um, I enjoy just a basic a basic hitch is also very useful. It's basically how you would uh, kind of keep something on a pole. Okay. Uh, a zeppelin bend. Okay. Is, now you're just making shit up. Is a is a cool way to uh, put two pieces of rope together. Um. Oh gosh, what is the what is the super basic? Uh, uh, climbers knot. It's it's a it's slipping. I can make it, but it's it, the name of it is slipping my mind. But it is uh very it's useful. An, it's not an alpine, is it? Uh, no, it's different than the alpine. But the alpine is also super useful. Um, the alpine butterfly also very useful. The it's um gosh, what is it? It's it's like famous and it has a funny name. Like probably the most famous knot there is. I like famous knots with funny names. Don. I feel like the most famous knot is the one that ties your shoes, just because everyone has to know that one. <clears throat> that, does that one even have a name? It's the shoelace knot. So there's a, there's a, a um, tie knot I think it's something? a box. I think it might be a box. I'm not sure exactly, but mm. there's a granny knot when you get it wrong. And I think it's like a box when you get it right. How about, uh, a, how about a Windsor? <laughs> I can't do a Windsor. What about a double oh. Windsor? I do full Windsor. Windsor. I mean, <sighs> I could do it when I look it up in the book every time I tie a tie. But yeah, tie. Uh, I finally I, made myself do it enough times that I can just do it now. Still is can't it the do full? It. The f- half? What do you? Uh, what do you I mean, what counts as a full? Hang on, I didn't know there was. I think the wait. full is when you you use up ninety percent of the tie in making that knot, and it's the big hmm. honking. Uh, you, you go twice inside of it, I believe. Yeah, I do two wraps. That's two right. wraps, but Is then you it? go in and then loop back around and come in again. Hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Again, I don't know that much about it. I'm going to go uh, a step further. I reject ties as a concept. I go ahead. Know. Yeah, get yourself. A, oh, you know what? I was just thinking of bolo tie. The name of that knot is the bowline. B-O-W-L-I-N-E. Sorry, I can't do bolo ties either. My stepdad wears those, and I just I don't want to bite his style. You know, can you, can you wear a bolo tie any in any single situation where a regular tie would serve? Can you sub in a bolo? If you were to ask would my stepfather, say? yes, and I agree with him. Could you mm. wear a bolo tie without wearing cowboy boots? Yes. You yes. sure? Yes. I think so. Okay. Do you need patent leather shoes? I just I I don't know. I have not studied his footwear <laughs> okay. uh, capabilities, but can as far as I know, he just me? wears nice shoes. Okay. I feel like. Bolo tie is up there with um, those collarless. You ever see those like collarless shirts that yes. uh, I like, I also cannot uh, pull that off in, in, in any kind of formal fashion. Uh, also, when people there was a, a period there where I thought I could do it, where you wear a tie and you leave it loose and unbuttoned at the neck. I'm also I don't think cool enough to pull that off in any way. But I usually I disagree. Did it. I think you're absolutely cool enough to pull that off. I mostly did it because I couldn't f- button the collar button on my shirts anymore because uh, uh, um, apparently they just shrunk. Apparently the uh, the collars got smaller on shirts. Eventually. That'll happen. Yeah, it just, it just happens. <laughs> Everybody knows that it just happens. And sometimes I hide the collar extender. Do you guys ever see those? The little like I've seen uh, those. Yeah, it's yes. like a, a little strap you could put on it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're a little tight at the Adam's apple, and you just you just want a little more room there. Uh, I, I enjoy actually wearing a tie. I just um, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. The nice okay. Thing so about- we have the three tiers of 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 like or hate for t- for ties. I'm anti. Vinny okay. is pro. Brad's like, eh, he's just right. There's like a nice thing about dressing up at the end of the day, of the day, which is tearing all that stuff off. And I enjoyed that process of just like 
scraping that tie off and like getting the shirt off and putting some comfortable clothes on i enjoy that process i, I like the in between when things start getting a little loose mm-hmm. in the back half of the reception <laughs> tie gets loosened the sleeves roll up the mm-hmm. jacket's on the chair yeah 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 everything's a little sweatier than it was when you first walked in that's 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 a good time the pants split Right when you're uh, doing your crouch, yeah, right midway through dancing through do the hustle. Uh huh. Just the big old rip in the back of the pants. Mm -hmm. Somebody at our table didn't show up, and there was a whole second meal just sitting there. Who's gonna eat that salmon? It's just sitting there. Yeah. Is this can I get an extra piece of cake too? Oh, they should have asked for the beef. (laughs) Uh, weddings. I haven't been to a wedding in in a while, and. Don't really miss it. Like, uh, well, I was going to have one just for you in just case you were missing it. But if you're not, then I'm okay. Have a couple. Maybe, uh, you know, just keep, keep doing Yeah, I mean, do- look, I, I'm not getting any younger, man. I got to get yeah. at least three more under my belt to, to kind of hit the average. Just roll them out there. There is, uh, now having to like find sitters and stuff for the kids at some point going to a wedding was super stressful. And then at some point before we had kids, but when we were married, it was like you go there and you're just kind of having a party. You get some drinks. Yep. And now going there, having to be like, is this wedding okay for kids? Is this not okay for kids? No kids? Okay. Now we got to find somebody. Then we need to be home in time. Then it became stressful again. So, uh, I don't know. Going to a wedding single was. Stag. Yeah. That was, that was like, okay. I never felt like a pressure to have to bring a date to a wedding. That was like never. I know some people who do like, Oh, I got to find somebody to go to this wedding with me. I'm, I'm just fucking roll single. I don't care. Yeah, you roll and, up in there single, you know, you get in there, you catch the bouquet. It's going to be great. Yeah. Sit at the table with probably not single people. And mm-hmm. then they, you know, talk to you about, they stuck you with all the elderly folks. Yeah. Why not? They had one care. extra seat. So it's like, yeah, okay. You're here with all the grandparents. I mean, hey, you just got stories. Yeah. So you're just sitting there talking about stuff and then, you know, Everybody else is sleeping, and then it gets you up off the, to the dance floor. I'm not a big wedding dancer. I'm not yeah. a dancer, period, so. Yeah. I guess that's the, probably the best thing about having somebody to go to a wedding with. You could probably, you don't have to worry about the dancing, because you do the couple of slow dances, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you can sit back down at the table and eat your cheesecake in peace. Or you go there piece. single, you don't go on the dance floor at all, and you just sit at the bar the whole time. If you could sit at the bar... Sometimes they just have those like standing Sometimes bars. You just then camp out. You camp out nearby. Then it's just awkward. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of shoving dollar bills into the little uh, mm-hmm. uh, beer pitcher over there. The person just waiting. Do you guys ever work a wedding? No, I've Ooh. never done anything in hospitality before. Brad, have you ever worked a wedding like catering no. or bartending? No. Uh, I did. It paid okay, but I don't. I did it twice and then never did it again. Like uh, it was, I found it very stressful. It was like um. Well, yeah, Anything, because everyone it, there is super on edge about everything going exactly right. So, kind of, I found anytime I've worked in food, actual food industry, extremely stressful. Yeah, like, uh, like That's why I never pressure. did it. Yeah, I knew yeah, I would not be able to idea. handle that pressure. Yes, I, I stuck to retail for all of my same service <laughs> service jobs. Yeah, food, food sounds terrifying. Terrifying. All the people food. I know that have made careers in the food industry are people that have. Uh, have told me maybe the most uh, listen i don't have a lot of friends that do like mining or like offshore oil drilling so i don't know about those things but i do have a lot of friends that have done contracting work and building stuff and it's the food industry stories that are to me always the like 
how does anybody survive this industry? Like, like food, food service story, especially like back of house. Sounds yes. like mm-hmm. maybe this is not a great job to do with that many knives around. <laughs> Cause I'm surprised like people don't get stabbed more often. Cause I mean, you go to the right weddings. They are. So it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a real pressure cooker in there. Yes. Pressure cooker and long hours and, uh, yes. ungrateful people. Sometimes a lot of ego back there, mm-hmm. uh, and also not great pay sometimes. So, um, Anyway, we don't have to do that anymore. We're past that point in our life. Hey, you never know. You never know. But thank you, A, to the people who do it. And thank you to all our patrons out there so that I'm not in the back of the house. Yeah. Thank you for Uh, making it so I don't have to start a wedding band. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Would you do a wedding band if it were were when you wanted to do it? Yes. Okay. I'm not opposed to to it. I am super not opposed to the idea. Like, I, I think there is totally a place for a cover band that does things like weddings and proms and the NFL draft. Uh, and you know, I think that that is a totally viable way to make money as a musician. If you are not looking to make that your like singular career. I have a friend who was a bassist in a, I'm not going to say who it was, but it was bassist in a signed band that people might recognize who now does. He's older. Now he does, like wedding stuff once yeah, in a while. Why and he not? enjoys it. He like enjoys playing out. It's and just like, work. It's an excuse yeah. to play music in front of people. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's like, you know, they, they get the song list together and then you just play some fun songs. And that, to me, that sounds kind of fun. Like what, if you choose to do it, if you don't have yeah. to like book it constantly, I've got this rock band library here. That's like 3000 <laughs> songs. I can learn right now. I can play it at your wedding. You want, you want me to play some limp biscuit at your wedding? I'll fucking do it. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, I'm just imagining uh, a fake set of drums in the front of house with you on rock band. No, 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 behind. no. I'll play my real drums. It's just that's <laughs> I how I learn the songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the practicing technique. Yes. All right. Uh, let's get into some of the games here. Speaking of pantomiming uh, actions yes. that might that will probably never translate into real actions. Switch sports. Yes. Is a Wait. game. You mean to tell me you're not going to fence with someone on an elevated podium in the middle of a swimming pool? No, they canceled American Gladiators. I'll never get to do that. Hmm. I mean, yeah, listen, not, never say never. Like, again, God, I wanted happen. to do American Gladiators so bad me when I was a too, kid. Me too, dude. Me too. All I wanted in the world was to get on that tennis ball turret and shoot tennis balls at people. Unfortunately, I am tragically unathletic. So even if I had like dedicated myself toward that, I don't think I would have made it very far on that show. Oh, man, now I'm sitting here looking up images of the tennis ball cannon from American Gladiators. The original run of American Gladiators is unimpeachable. It was some of the oh, greatest so television of the 90s. I believe can you that. Wa- can you watch that anywhere? I think it's on Amazon. Oh, man. Is, tell has, me that. Has there been like a, because uh, I feel like this happens all the time. Has there been the kind of tell all deep dive documentary into American Gladiators yet? No, oh, that should happen, though. It should I mean, happen. Yeah, I'm sure Pyro has a lot to say about, yeah, you think- know, how he was treated on the show. Netflix is in the business of making a documentary about everything <laughs> yeah. at this point. Like they just Seriously. put out a documentary about Abercrombie and Fitch. Really? Yes. Are they still around or are they? Are they I um, don't believe so. They, okay. The brand might still exist in some capacity. I don't know. It is nowhere near a Tayday though. Hmm. That's going to get him back to Netflix. I saw that some screenshots going around from that documentary of a dude trying to explain shopping malls to people who don't know what they are. Oh, oh sweet Jesus. And I think at one point he's... <laughs> subtitle was something like it's like an app store that you walk through or something ah, stop, i can't stop it anyway nintendo switch sports yes nintendo switch sports a video game they should uh, just make a nintendo should make an american gladiators game 
There they was should. one for the Super Nintendo, wasn't there? Oh, that's right. I think there was. And I think that game was... I, that was one of those games I rented like a thousand times because I could never like bring myself to buy it, but it was fun enough that I would keep playing it. There totally we, was, in fact, that. We would grab... Okay, quickly here. We would grab a bunch of the like uh, garbage cans and sometimes... Uh, did they have... Yes, big yellow recycle bins uh, from around uh, the neighbors and stuff and then mm-hmm. set them up on like the football... Not the football field, but the backyard, which was very small. But uh, we'd set them up, you know, the the big power ball thing that you'd slam the balls oh, into yeah. in American Gladiators. And so we'd set up like six of those in somebody's backyard. Again, this is the suburbs. It's not a football field. It's pretty small. But um, and then we tackle each other <laughs> as we mm-hmm. try and slam the balls in. And that was that was the, probably the most we pl- played were, American Gladiators. You were halfway to backyard wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we did instead of backyard yes wrestling. We mm-hmm. tried to. Uh, slam ball basketballs into you wrap that uh, shit in barbed wire you're all the way there (laughs) uh nintendo switch sports no barbed wire in that no it is um okay i'm just gonna say it out of the gate here i find it pretty mediocre it's okay it's uh it's 40 dollars. came out earlier or last week end of last week Uh, yeah uh on april 29th if you've ever played wii sports you probably know what you have in store for you here and I would say Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resorts. At I don't know if it's a victim of when this is coming out, and we've had Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. I found those to be more novel and more enjoyable than Nintendo Switch Sports as a package. I don't know about Resort. I don't know that I ever had any feelings toward Resort at all. But you know, Wii Sports as a pack-in, as a thing that sort of demonstrated the technology of the Wii, it was incredibly novel. It was obviously very ex- addictive for people. People love that fucking bowling, but. This is doing that, and it is no longer as novel, I feel like. It just does not feel like it has a whole lot going on other than, hey, remember these sports you liked? We're doing them again on that system you own right now and have plugged in. But also, man, it's crazy to look at this list of games in Wii Sports mm. and realize how much of an outsized presence Wii Sports has in our collective memory. <laughs> because, like, when I saw Nintendo Switch Sports, I was like, this seems really thin. Mm. Like, wasn't Wii Sports, like, way more than this? And now I'm looking. There were only five games in Wii Sports. Is that like it? This actually, this actually has more than Wii so, Sports does, and yet, and yet, this seems like so much less. But I think okay. Let me let me say this about Nintendo Switch Sports. Many of the things in Nintendo Switch Sports feel similar, like badminton, tennis, feel mm-hmm. similar. So in yes, like three of three of the six games in this are about having a net between two people sending a thing winging. back and forth. And I think. I don't feel like this is doing anything in my memory. It's not doing anything that much better than Wii Sports did, or at least Wii Sports Resort with the Super Motion Plus thing. Uh, What's well, doing online? That's it. That's that's I guess really it's doing the one online. Thing. Yeah, which is not and cosmetics. <laughs> well, okay, there's that too. And unlockable cosmetics, and in, like both of those things are not why I'm here in no. the, in the sports arena. <sighs> I'm I'm here to move my body in fun ways and make a fool of myself. And I feel like the making a fool of yourself just isn't even isn't all there like the movements are all just like i don't know it's a game you can sit down to play and i think that's part of the problem yeah i mean you have the leg strap for the soccer i haven't tried that uh i don't know i I was underwhelmed i guess is the the word i would use i would say i was whelmed actually actually, we sports resort had a full dozen different games yeah so which one had archery that resort Uh, resort yeah okay which one had? Why did I uh, never play Resort? I don't think I ever played Resort. 
You needed the, did you have the module, the, the, like Wii plus remote or whatever it was? Called? I did have motion that. Plus. Yes. Motion okay. plus was the little dongle that you needed. Yeah, I think it came when I bought yeah, it, there it was, came with it. There was a bundle. It's possible. I just, yeah. I did play it and I just totally forgot about it. Hmm. Let's see. Sword play, yeah. wakeboarding, uh-huh. frisbee, uh-huh. disc golf, uh-huh. archery, uh-huh. table tennis, uh-huh. cycling, canoeing, golf, bowling. Okay. Air sports. This is all resort. Yes. So. They have. They could have. They could have. They could have gone back to Woohoo Island. Uh, you can't go back to. Woohoo they Island. should have gone back to Woohoo Island. Have to go back to Woohoo Island, Brad. Uh, we uh we sports mm-hmm. all the game. We were doing. Yeah. Right. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. They have said, or correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, this is what I just remembered. I think you guys saying as it is a platform that they will add more stuff to. I think that is the plan. Yes. Well, maybe. Okay. They've only announced golf so far. Okay. But that is something, so, at least. It's something. I mean, it, it needs... I mean, golf is kind of a big omission, I think. But also, that could be the only thing they ever add to it. I don't know. We have a Mario Golf on the Switch. Not a great it one. Is, no. I mean, would it be worse or better if this one is better than Mario Golf? If you bought Mario Golf, it's worse. <laughs> if you didn't buy Mario Golf, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I played it with my kids. My daughter just kind of got bored and, and or frustrated at some point and was like, I, I'm out. And then my son oh made it through everything. We like the sword play and the soccer. It just occurred to me that they were not alive when the first Wii Sports came out. Let's see. When did that come out? 2006. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely. Like, when did Resort come out? Like two talk years about, later? Talk about t- 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 crumbling into dust. Yeah. Uh. Uh, resort was 2009. Okay. Or at least getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was maybe possibly married by that point. Uh, um, yeah, they, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if we'll go back into it to play it again. I feel like we maybe mind the fun out of it. I think it'll get booted up when I'm going to guess my son has friends over and that and sounds right. We'll, we'll play together with them to try it out. Like, you know, those games to me were always local party games. The online thing I think is great that they have it, especially if you can't have people over your house uh, for one reason or another. So I think that's good to have. I don't like that they lock the cosmetic stuff behind the online play. Or do they have it in a single player? Do you know, Alex? Can you unlock? I, I think it's all online. I read. Yeah, I read it was you can only earn credits in online and then it's totally random what you get. Mm. Like every hundred points, you get another item or something like that, but you can't. You have no choice over what item or even like which game. It's also, for. the cosmetic items don't seem that great from what I've seen. What you mean? You don't want a different bowling ball? Not really. I I wouldn't mind because at least it would spice it up a little bit. Also, the character creator is pretty limited in the clothing. I think some items you don't even you have zero of uh, when you're making your character. Dude, the so. actual character creator sucks by default. <laughs> like there is very little you can do with it. There are very few options. It's like it, the, I switched over to my me as soon as I realized I could because mm. like what you can actually design there by yeah. default is barren. I switched over to my. You only get your me's head though, but I also that's the part that matters. Yeah. You guys consider sucks a kind of a dirty word? Not since nineteen ninety four. Like if a, no. if a kid says this sucks, like a small kid, is that is that great on your ears at all? No, I don't know. no. I don't think but so. I'm look, I'm, I, I am a profane it. individual, and yeah. I like my standards for what cons- is considered you know un- un- unruly or unpleasant is very different from a lot of other people. 
Let me put it this way. Ooh. I can say sucks around most of my family, except yeah. the most staunchly <laughs> like religious okay. conservative types. Did, did, did a child deem this game to suck? No, they were talking about some oh. other things sucking. Um, okay. That's just like, I, that's a thing you learn in second grade at this yeah, point. Oh, that's d- just on oh, the d- schoolyard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I think my, my thing is like, I, I, I don't mind, or at least I'm not going to step in and say something, but maybe not dinner table talk. Like, I think that's, I think that's where I would probably be like, ah, we can, can we use, try, try to find a different word. I think that table. I think sucks is it like sub hell or damn level. Okay. I think I'd take a damn over a, over a suck. Really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. You heard wow. it here yeah. first. Yeah. Like, uh, I would <laughs> think I would say, uh, this damn food stinks versus this food sucks. Maybe, huh. maybe. I'm saying it out loud. Maybe changes my mind. Here's what I would say: If it was, I, I was at a table with young children. They said something sucks. I wouldn't flinch. If they said something sucks ass, I might look at them and go, <laughs> maybe not yet. Yeah, that's maybe not yet. No. Uh, okay. I almost stepped in when I overheard my son saying "bruh." <laughs> to it. Now that is like not in this house. Not in this what? house. And it was like it's were, what the kids he, say these days. <laughs> He was playing Minecraft, and he's like, "Come on, brah! Like, what are we doing?" I was almost went up there and be like, "Yeah, I'm he sorry, loves too you. fast, too furious, man." <laughs> I was almost like, "Come on, brah! A, a, where the fuck did you learn that? And B, what you you're not you can't you you're not allowed. You're I not from Tyrese. Come on, you, you really gonna sit there and say that without a hint of irony? Come yes, on, yes. If, if you meant that, get out of this house. <laughs> that's the problem of like, if you are mocking the people who say that, <laughs> then please continue. look. If he's not leaning back and going like, brah. No, then you're fine. Was, you're fine. Well, I feel like at that point that would be the mocking, but I think it was in, in earnestness. I don't know. I don't know. It just was a thing he had never said before. And then when he was hanging out with his friend, was like shot an eyeball to the friend quickly and was like, Are you teaching my kid, bro? <laughs> I'm telling like, you, man, if this is the stuff the kids of the schoolyard are teaching your son, you are doing, uh, you're fine. You are just fine. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know how old I was before I started learning the most, like, just filthy curse words in school? It was, like, Seven. fourth grade. Third grade, even. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some language out there. I was Wrong. in... I, I went to school in Virginia for a little while, and then in third grade, I moved to California, and as soon as I got to school in California, everybody was cussing up a storm, and I had no idea what to do. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> Did you? Is that, and you if you said, "Oh of, my God!" on the schoolyard uh, when I was like a little kid in Virginia, they would immediately run and tell a teacher. Really? Yes. Oh wow! wow. And it wasn't even a religious Damn. school. Like I didn't go to a religious school. It's just that that's, that's just wild. the way the kids were conditioned. Would they say I was in cussing? The, I was in. I was in a more southerly location than you, and it wasn't that. Straight. Yeah, these these kids were just Weird. uptight as hell. And as soon as I got to it, literally, as soon as I got to to school in California in third grade. I heard someone say motherfucker within like two days of being in that school. And I was like, what is happening? What? Now, if you want to know why my brain is like that, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why. No, no, this explains a lot. It explains a lot. Um, I did. I did not swear until I was like, I actively tried not to swear until I was like 14 or 15. Um, because my, my dad would swear every other word. Out of right. Mouth. Literally a sailor and would just. Uh, uh, just swear, and I, I thought it was just like, I don't know, something turned me off about it, and I was like, I'm gonna, just not gonna do it. And then when I was like 15, just I don't know, yeah, it just all, it came all came out. out. It all just, yeah, it all, it all fell apart. I held it back for my grandparents. I didn't swear around them, but everyone else, fair game, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, 
damn roller rink broke. Yep. All right, Nintendo Switch Sports. Oh, right. Yes, we keep digressing <laughs> off this game. Maybe because there's yeah. not actually that much to talk about with it. I don't yeah, think man, it I sucks, brah. I, I think it's I fine. Don't, it's I don't mid. Know. I don't know what I was expecting. Like, Wii Sports was such a cultural event, yeah. you know? Like, it was huge. Well, it also came with the like, system. Yeah, I was going to say, if Wii, this were Wii, a pack-in, maybe I'd feel differently. Like, we, but just generally, though, like, the, the place in video game history that Wii Sports occupies is enormous, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, that thing was a bona fide cultural phenomenon. It was half the reason people and, bought the Wii in the first place. And and I just expected, I mean, think about how many Wii sold and then never, there were and attached to no other games, yeah. right? Like, how many people bought a Wii and only ever played Wii Sports? There are all those stories about, like, old so folks' like, homes that just had a Wii with Wii Sports in it. And that was their, you know, daily ablutions, their activities. So like I don't know all all that said I'm just I, it's kind of weird that this thing feels like it kind of just already came and went you know yes yes it was like I just I expected a bigger impact for some reason that I don't know why kind of zero fanfare for Nintendo Switch Sports uh, but there it is forty dollars April 29th, available now <laughs> for Nintendo to price it at forty dollars the company that never lowers prices on anything I feel like is somewhat telling yeah yeah maybe maybe go catch it. All right, let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back with the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe and more. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point... I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we're back and ready to talk about the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Now, the Stanley Parable been around since time began, uh, or at least since, you know, most people can remember. Been around a long time. Half-Life. Yeah, it's not actually been around that long. What? It's like Half-Life 20, 2. It's like 20, forever. That's uh, like. It came out. It came out in 2013. Half-Life 2 came out in 2004. So it's not even 10 years old. It's forever. Pretty long spread there, but yes. Forever. They, that was the Might original. as well be a different life. Uh, when did the mod come out? Do we know that? 
Like when the um, because it's been in like four different iterations, maybe including this one. I don't. Let's see. Stanley mod twenty eleven. It looks like Stanley. Stanley. Um. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition uh, is now available. $25. It includes the Stanley Parable Fantastic Game. Terrific. Uh, I really like it. For those who don't know what the Stanley Parable is, it is kind of in that vein, I would say. We had a saying back at Giant Bomb, the unreliable narrator. Uh, it is very yeah, much kind of a meta kind story. Of game. It's, it's kind of it's like a meta narrative meditation on like choice or the illusion thereof in video games and life yeah. let's say mm-hmm. with like a little bit i would say of portal portal 2 humor yeah in there. like it, it is definitely some like this sounds kind of weird but yes it very much feels like a post portal game yeah. even though it's not the same kind of game yeah. really in any respect no but it, it, it's got that vibe and uh with a very lovely uh, uh british narrator so uh it's it's a lot of fun it's I wouldn't go say it's like a mind bending game, but it is, it is fun and unique and, or it was unique it's at funny the time. And quirky. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's little to no gameplay. Like there's no puzzle solving to speak of really. It's very much, it's very much a reactive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a, it's a game where, uh, it's almost like an adventure game. You're just kind of poking at the, you're poking at the game, seeing, seeing what happens a lot. It's, uh, um, yeah. And so the standard, so yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I had an interesting experience with this because, well, <laughs> I don't know how much I want to get into this. This is embarrassing. I was quite sure I had not played through the Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I fired this game up and it starts by saying, have you played the Stanley Parable before? Fair question. And I said, no. So it gives you no access to any of the new stuff if you answer the question that way. Okay. So you have to kind of play through like all of the original game. Oh, wow. Really? Which is I not mean, a super long game, to get, but... like, well, no, but but all, I mean, this is part of like what's so kind of meta about it is like you don't really know when it ends exactly. Mm. Like there are a bunch of different endings. There are a bunch of different ways to play through it. Did you see credits? E- like scrolling yeah. credits, yeah, like scrolling traditional credits. credits? Mm-hmm. No, you did not. Okay. Did I wander through a museum where credits were on the wall? <laughs> okay, fair. In addition to a bunch of museum displays of like. Here's the alpha version of the Zen ending mm. and stuff like that. Then yes. Okay. So I answered. I did not get scrolling credits though. I answered I yes to that it, like, as well, and it, it still did not open the new content right really? away. Yeah, I had to. I had to go and. I don't know what triggered it, but I did see one set of scrolling credits, and kind of kind of did what I thought was the you know main path in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. uh and then it, then basically there's just an offshoot that says new content and you kind of yes, begin like, your adventure. I, I, I appreciate how, how in your face it is that once you, once you get to the point where you can access the ultra deluxe content, there's just a big office door that just says new content. Yeah. And then it, the thing, I, the, the thing I was going to say that is so embarrassing though, is that right before this, I went and looked at my achievements for the original Stanley Parable. Yeah. yeah. Apparently I extremely played through all of that. Oh, all of it. Okay. Okay. And have zero memory of it. <laughs> I mean, like 2013 was a long time ago. That's what um, I was saying. Not that long, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, so having just played through the entire original game again, <laughs> uh, I think it holds up reasonably well. I do think this, like, kind of rumination about, like, choice in video games and are you really in control and, like, what is free will and are you wasting your life or not waiting for something to happen? 
I don't want to. I don't want to say it's trite. It's just it's been done other times since 2013. You know yeah, I mean, I, mean like, I think at the time like when it came out, that was a much more novel way to approach those totally. questions. And now it sort of feels like literally there is a think piece on every website about more or less the same subject. So, 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 like in that sense, the new content, like, like that's what the original game was about, mm-hmm. and now the new content is about Stanley Parrot, right? As far as I can tell, like I haven't gotten super, super far into it yet, but. All the new stuff seems like it is extremely self-reflective and self-critical. Yeah, it's it's pretty great in terms of... So the first game, I feel like, was a meta game and kind of a commentary on game design and the relationship between the the designer and the end user. And this one, so far, seems more of a conversation between the Stanley Parable, its place in history, and the kind of gaming community at large. Yes. And I really, so far, have enjoyed it. Um, I don't, I haven't finished it. I don't know how long the new stuff is. I, I got to some ways into the new stuff and then had to quit the game and come back later. And when I fired the game back up, there was no continue option. Oh, Interesting. I had, to, I had to start, I had to start from the beginning of the new stuff. No again, kidding. It was a little strange. I thought, yeah, uh, that is, but I mean, at one point, like I said, it's pretty self-critical. Like at one point they make a throwaway joke about it being like an hour of new content. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's explicitly literal or not. Maybe, maybe but. if you kind of power through, I, w- I was kind of luxuriating in a lot of the dialogue um, and maybe that comes, becomes more apparent if you gotten up to the parts where you have quote unquote more choice and uh, how much you want to absorb of that stuff. Basically looking for some of the loops that game, that game, if I remember correctly, was a lot about trying to see what they programmed in. You know, yes, like, it's extremely that. Oh, did they like, did they account for this? Did they account for oh, this? Oh, did they write dialogue yes. if I get to this room faster than they thought That's I was right. going to? Yeah. Or if I cut this guy off by going in this other place? Or if I double back, is he going to notice that? And like, yeah. Often the answer is yes. So that's so with the new stuff, I spent a lot of time trying to see like, oh, if I exhaust this dialogue here or or sit until the end of this thing, will something else happen? If I stare at this pixel long enough, will something else happen? Uh, and so... I spent a decent amount of time doing that and then eventually um, put it down. (laughs) I got, I finished, I did finish it and got back to a reset. Right. And so Mm -hmm. kind of like Stanley Parable stuff. Yeah. So um, where, and then I started going through it again. So, you know, like the original Stanley Parable will kind of reset you back uh, after a run. Let's say it's a run based game. We'll send it will set you back after a run. And so I did get reset back into it um which was interesting hmm. so i, I don't want to talk about it too much because i don't it's that game you could give away the entire game in a couple of sentences yeah you don't want to just spoil all the jokes uh but it's fun I, and I it seems well i just set myself up there it seems seamless in terms nice. of old content matching new content like the narrator sounds the same and the quality yeah, of that like, voice recording is so good uh, and it seems they set it up exactly. Again. I was like literally listening to the narrator th- wondering like, can I hear nine extra years yeah. of age in this guy's voice or not? Like maybe just a t- tad bit, but it really does feel like it matches pretty well. To me, it was more like the recording setup because it sounds so sound isolated and so present in your head. It's such a nice quality recording that getting that again must have been work. You don't just put a mic in front of somebody, especially nine years later and just get the same exact quality recording again so that's kudos to them for making it feel um continuous 
Maybe they still had the same old mic. But same room, same day, same yeah. distance from the, uh, you know, all that stuff. Same compressors. It's, it's you know, good on them. I mean, we record almost every day here, and I feel like our audio sounds different hour by hour. It's it's tough. It's not easy to do. Uh, I think it's, if you've never played the Stanley Parable, go get it. It's fantastic. Go get the Ultra Deluxe Edition. It's 25 bucks. It's on everything, basically. Um, it's on Switch too, which I assume it runs fine on there. I haven't, I haven't tried it, but uh, that feels like one that should not struggle too much on the Switch hardware. Yeah, it's or watch a video of it. I mean, listen, if you're looking for Call of Duty, you're not going to like the Stanley Parable. I just think Stanley Parable is a unique enough game, and like Brad said before. If you go back, you'll probably see a lot of things that echoed the Stanley Parable as time went on and, and made. And the Stanley Parable is one of those games that at the time was extremely unique and other developers saw that and were like, this is this is a cool way to go. Meta games are a fun concept and, and let's continue to make them. Not that it was the first, but it was definitely one of the most impressionable. No, but you can draw a line to this and stuff like the beginner's guide, you know, uh, getting over it with Bennett Foddy, like that kind of stuff. Even stuff right. like there is no game, yeah, uh, that that as well, like that. yes, for sure. So again, like I like I said, I, they couldn't they couldn't just go back and do more of the Stanley Parable, so they instead made a thing that is about the Stanley Parable, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very, it's very good. I respect uh, it. I'm definitely there's, there's one th- go back there's one thing in the original game I want to ask about. Uh oh, like it's kind of one of the endings. Oh boy, skip to the next chapter. Okay, I'll put a marker in here. Uh, Stanley Parable 2013 spoiler warnings. Yeah. Well, did you go back and play any of the original content again? I like I said, I what the new stuff wasn't open for me right away. So the, I mean, I'll be I'll be somewhat vague, but there's one of the numerous potential endings where you get stuck in a room full of buttons with a timer counting down. Hmm. I I I'm wondering if there's a way to actually solve that or not. I don't think I got that one in this playthrough. Okay, because uh, the narrator is just sitting there mocking you about how you're, everything's about to explode and you have no idea what any of these buttons do. <laughs> and I'm wondering if there is actually a way to solve that okay. room by pressing the buttons or not. I did not get that one. Uh, I got one, I got a really depressing one, which was a third, I don't know if you got this one, third person overhead view of Stanley. Yes. Okay. Yes. That one, that one just made me sad. I hadn't remembered mm. that one. I don't know if anything has been pushed back into the original Stanley Parable. I don't think so. I mean, okay. that was when I answered I had not played the game before, and they shunted me into what I think is just the base game. Okay, that was that was the very first ending I got. It actually, was so. okay. So yeah, yeah, that was that was just a bummer. <laughs> I don't like that one. Uh, which again plays more into the updated content as well too. That ending. All right, I don't think that was too spoiler. No. You'll be okay. Eh. Um. Let's move on and talk about a game called Loot River. Loot River. Mm-hmm. There it is. I have to do it at least once every show. Uh huh. Loot River is. Boy, this is going to sound like I'm lying to you, but in a world full of Dark Souls likes, yes, this one mm-hmm. is liking it. A lot. Okay. You think? I think so. I mean, I was like, I was happened. I was going to come in here after Stanley Parable and be like, from one run based game to the next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yes, it is definitely more run based than rogue based. I mean, Dark Souls is kind of run based. This, um, this is a kind of top down pixely, uh, souls like, rogue like, 
with a mechanic that you can move the platforms you're standing on around. Okay. And so it has yeah. a kind of a puzzle element to it. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's because I've been playing so much Rogue Legacy that I came in because it, in terms of framework, it's the exact same thing of like do a run, die, go mm-hmm. invest whatever you picked up in that run in back in your home base to get upgrades. Get you also have knowledge it. though. Like you have souls basically. Yeah. Uh, and your weapons have like strength modifier or dex modifier in terms of, um, um, aptitudes that if you put stuff into strength, this one will, uh, this weapon will go up or this one will go down. Uh, there is a timed parry in it. There is, uh, yeah, there's dodge, there's lock on, yeah, there's kind of, kind of the whole thing, like heavy, light and heavy, light mana, and heavy, sorcery right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's over committing, but you, like you shouldn't just mash all the time. You could definitely overcommit your swings and lose yeah. your dodge. Uh, it's, it felt very, the, the vibe at least felt very souls like to me, but that yeah, platforming I, I, I thing is cool. I can see it. The The pixel art is pretty nice. It's mm-hmm. got a pretty fluid look to it. It, it. it is that platform stuff is absolutely the unique hook here though. Like if you watch trailers of it, which I did before I played this, first of all, the name is very literal. <laughs> You're dropping a bunch of loot on a river. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the trailers, like all these platforms you're standing on are like Tetris pieces. They're all built out of square tiles and they all look like literal Tetris piece shapes for the most part and variations. But if in in the trailers, it looks like they're moving on their own. It's like, Oh, these are moving platforms and I'm going to have to like move between them as they move, as they cycle back and forth. Right. But then you get in there and play it and you realize you are moving all these tiles around manually while you're playing the game. Like while you're doing the action, Whatever platform you're standing on, you use the right stick to just move around in the river, kind of however you want. Yeah. And, like, that actually leads to some really interesting possibilities with, like, positioning around enemies. Yeah. Because you can, like, you can be on the next platform over from the enemy that's coming at you and just, like, move the platform back and create space where they can't get to you, you know? Yes. Or you can, like, you can, like, charge up a heavy hit before your platform is connecting with theirs, and then as soon as you connect, before they even have a chance to come at you, you can just, like, pop that charge and kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of interesting, like, really fast-paced tactical decisions you can make. You can retreat to a platform and try and, you know, uh, right. gather yourself there. You have, like, uh, essentially Estes Flask. You have healing potions that you get a limited number of. They give you a trade-off where you can bank them with a character before you do your run. And if you reach your certain checkpoint, you get double back. So uh, I think you start with four. And you can bank all four, do your, what is it called? Flooded city? Sunken city is the first area. Something like that. You do the sunken city and then you make it through. And when you finish that, you can get them back if you want. Uh, I still have not made it through that area in two, under two minutes, which it says you'll get some kind of boon if you do. And I have not done that yet. Uh, I went through the next area and died again. I have not recovered my knowledge yet uh, on a run. Have you? Have you been in? Okay. I I've I mean, also the, the levels are procedural, right? So I don't know how that would... I don't know either. It's not like you can go back to the same place you died because the levels are different every time, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. So I... How that works. I, it seems like you would be able to, but... And I thought somebody in there said either the blacksmith or someone said you can, but I have not done that yet. So I'm not exactly sure what that mechanic is. Uh, every time I go back to buy stuff, I have zero knowledge to purchase anything. Uh, you got money, some coins, which seem like you unlock weapons with knowledge. I think unlock weapons that you'll find. Is that how that works? I don't know if you're bringing them with you. Um, the weapons show up on that skill tree. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works exactly. 
Because I'm it's not like a giant Final Fantasy X sphere grid looking thing. I'm not getting weapons that I haven't unlocked as drops. I'm mostly getting the spear and the sword, like constantly yeah, like different levels of that. Yeah. Uh, so I, and they seem fixed. Like I like I've had the spear that you start with drop exactly the same stats, the same everything. Yeah. Have you gotten like version two or three? I'm not yet. Okay. I've gotten up to think. like two or three. Uh, I also. I lost that king sword you get after. I don't know if you've uh, fought that boss. You get that big giant heavy sword, and then I lost it when I died. It's neat. It's a neat game. It's 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 cool. Like I, I think the, the the overhead combat is pretty straightforward and like maybe a tiny bit. I'm not sure if stiff is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> hmm. Something about just the base combat is like fine, but not amazing to me. But like when you add in that manual moving the platform stuff around, like the depth that that adds to positioning and combat is like actually kind of refreshing and unique yes uh, and like get into weird ass tetris puzzles yes here and there like you you get to like choke points where like oh the platforms i have to move around here can't fit through this thing and i really can't see how i'm gonna make a bridge and get over there you know what i mean definitely i like got stuck for a while in yes, one spot it, yes. it also like has the two run levels. i'm on right now um, like I, I just I, I quit the run that i'm on right now because i just could not figure out how to position the two platforms i had to get through to the next area there's um there are two levels, so you can get a staircase to walk up to another level, and that gets really weird too because you can, you know, you can't walk from an upper level to a lower level without a staircase. So now you're moving the staircase around. I eventually wound up in going into the options and turning on one of the accessibility options, which is it shows you where a platform shows little lines if you can move a platform, and that to me helped me because I th- what I thought was a solid wall was not. It was actually a gap there, and it was much easier to see those things uh, i think i might turn it off though because it gets a little cluttered the visual read on the game is pretty good but you're in a lot of tight spaces a lot fighting enemies trying to get behind them and flank them and that could be a little tough uh but it's fun when you're snapping pieces together and you have kind of a quick dodge you can run across a lot of platforms and quickly bail off the last one and det- yeah. detaching the platform feels pretty good sounds neat like i i, I find myself just moving the ground underneath me around without even thinking about it consciously. Yeah. Like I just find my right thumb doing it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's neat. It's like, Oh, I wasn't like actually, I wasn't consciously planning to like break the ground between me and that enemy. I just kind of it's become reflexive on the fly as I was, as I was fighting, like it, it feels pretty good. And sometimes an enemy gets trapped on a platform with you because they're fast. And that's pretty fun yes. too. When you're just on a platform together, like a tiny one, you also get yeah. magic that is associated with the weapon you have, which Again, feels a little um, Souls, if not Elden Ring ish. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's a neat idea. It's on Game Pass, so I mean, just try it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't I don't think it's going to pull me away from Rogue Legacy long term because, like, in terms of basic structure, it really is a lot like that. Yes, for sure. Uh, but it but it's got a neat hook to it. Uh, that is Loot River, twenty five bucks on the PC or the Xbox and on Game Pass if you are there. Uh, that just came out. Uh, lead us into Bug Snacks, the Isle of Big Snacks. Uh, this is a free update for Bug Snacks. I tried to look up the pricing on Bug Snacks currently. Seemed like it's about twenty bucks to twenty five bucks, depending on where you're purchasing PC or uh, on consoles. This um, this is okay. So if I had a clear save from this with pretty much everything done, and they do a really good job of getting right in front of your face immediately when you load back in to your, your save, which uh, is one of those things that loads you in before your last thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the game ends 
and has its own uh, epilogue. And this loads you in before that happens. So you load in your clear save and you load in and the game just immediately one of the characters jumps in front of you and is like, hey, yeah, new island before you can before you can initiate anything else, which was great. I loved because I haven't played Bugsnax in a very long time. And I definitely needed somebody to just jump in front of me and say, just do this thing to get to where you need to do, uh, get to, to do the thing you need to do to initiate this deal. That is kind of the default design convention for this sort of thing now, right? Like they're adding an island, they're adding a section to a world. It's just like, okay, here's where, here's where we're going to get you. That if you, if you play this game from brand new, won't really matter. It'll just seamlessly end find its way in there. If someone's already beaten this game, just throw a guy at them and they'll find their way. <laughs> yeah. Or radio communication, yeah. whatever it is like that kind it's, of, thing. Yeah, it's very much like the fallout three thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Of like, Oh, there's a new mysterious radio signal coming in now that you've installed this Weird. DLC. Right. So, uh, that happens. And then you also get the, uh, ability to decorate your house. Now you have a custom house. Also, again, they kind of just throw that in front of you. So, um, didn't, didn't they like kind of have traces of that in the original game, but you kind of couldn't do much with it. I don't remember this. There was, I think there was just like a bed you could sleep in to change the time. That was about it. But But it seemed, it kind of seemed like they were heading in the direction of letting you decorate like an animal crossing house. But so it's not super involved. You, you kind of get this structure that has points where you can put, um, certain objects you unlock throughout the game. in. so it's not like you're animal crossing, placing furniture wherever you want. It's got like a couple of points where like, these are two furniture points. These are two picture hanging points. Uh, and you kind of select from your inventory what you want to put there and, and if you want to change the wallpaper or whatnot. And since I had that clear save, I had a ton of stuff unlocked. You have a mailbox now where you get all of those things. Mm-hmm. People send you letters. That's like, thank you for helping me tie my shoelaces. Thank you for helping me do this. And so since I had completed 100% of the quests that were in there, I just got, you know, spent like 45 seconds buttoning through all the things. But. You also get a couple of new quests. As somebody who had finished it, there are a couple of new requests to do things, which I also thought was interesting for additional bug snacks content if you're into that. So some more to do. Then you go over to the Isle of uh, Big Snacks, or or I forget exactly what they're calling that island, where there are new bug snacks and new mysteries to uncover. And so far, I have not picked up any new gadgets to use, but there are a couple of new mechanics. Uh, if you don't know, uh, it's kind of right in the name there. The Isle of Big Snacks has some pretty big bug snacks. Mm. Are, are they are they just dinosaurs? You know, they're not. Are they, ju- are they just dinosaurs? I haven't seen anything that big, but mm. it, it is not like you are fighting a, um, you know, a Frankfurt or Rex or something like that. It, or like it's it's basically so far has been like a giant bunger and some other. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about the uh, giant bunger. <laughs> the giant bunger is pretty big. Uh, and, uh, was a, a, a Millie Mochi was there and, uh, um, some other large, like please it's pronounced Millie Moche. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Uh, but you, you go over there and there's some new, you know, it, for, as someone who felt like bug snacks had a lot of potential, but didn't leave me wanting more mm-hmm. playing this. I want to go back and I want to f- keep playing. This. Okay. There's like enough mystery in there. Hmm. That I kind of want to see what's going on, regardless of how I feel about the mechanics uh, of Bug Snacks, which I always found to be a bit lacking in terms of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I always, I did find the writing and the, the kind of personality in the game to be uh, uh, really good. Okay, like, uh, yeah. the, the hook in that game. 
So this has me back in, in terms of, well, I do kind of want to take, take on these quests and help you and figure out what's going on here. I just so want to see the I'm giant bunger. Back in. Giant bunger is pretty big, but it's, it's not going to blow you away. It's, it's, it's I want to see a really big, uh, you want to uh, see a really big bunger. I want to see, see the biggest bunger, bunger you can get. Bunger bunger. Yes. The, uh, the way that game wrapped up in the original makes me want to play through this piece of content to see if they will tie any of that stuff in or, or, or close the loop on some of that stuff. So, uh, but, but again, in terms of the chronology of your playthrough, this is happening before the end of that game. Yes. Right? Before the ending. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, Interesting. so, uh, uh, you know, there is an ancient civilization that is in this universe. And so this, Isle of Big Snacks. You can't make uh, a video game without a precursor race at this point. No. That's just that has to be part of the storytelling. So the the kind of conceit here is your your this is basically their Atlantis, right? Mm-hmm. The, for this ancient thing. And so this is it. And that that is for me, I'm a sucker for those things. Like that You love a good Atlantis. Oh, I love a good lore thing. Mm-hmm. Like, give me the lore. You're gonna give me more lore about this. This is why you like Assassin's Island? Creed. It's why I like the Sansa's Creed. Yes. Uh, and then once they were like, now it's an action game. It's a loot game and not a lore game. But no, it's still I, a lore game. There's still like a, th- a thousands and thousands of pages of lore in there. It's just that you have uh, to do a lot more to get to it. Uh, Man, can you imagine if they hadn't just wrapped up the Desmond story after like three games? Probably worse. Like, why did they? Well, maybe. It might have been maybe. worse. I mean, I'm not saying lore is necessarily an improvement in that regard, but yeah. Oh, is there like a named character at the center of the story? Oh, yeah, now? Layla's been the. Sorry, not to get off track from Bug Snacks here, but yes, <laughs> no, no, no. Layla has been the human, modern human person since God at least at least Origins. I can't remember if they introduced her before that or not. Okay, it's to, but she's the one dealing with all track. the current Earth problems. Like there's there was definitely that stretch where it was just kind of generically about Abstergo. Yes. In the in the modern day yeah, stuff, like Unity like was very much in that framework. Yes. Uh, that, that, I don't remember that stretch if Black from Flag that stretch was from or not. Mm-hmm. It, it yes, was okay. Black Flag definitely. Like that stretch from like Black Flag to I think yeah, I think you're right. Even was was just sort of generic. Like you're an Abstergo employee. Mm-hmm. We don't care about this part anymore. And I think they were like they were teasing Layla maybe a little bit in that stretch before they sort of made her the main protagonist from that era. She's an ex employee, right? Is that the story there? I, I might be wrong. Here's the thing. I, other than the stuff she is doing in the moment to solve whatever the hell is going on, you know, with, yeah. with the earth, uh, I don't really remember much about her backstory. It's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Bug snacks though. Yeah. Did you guys finish bug snacks? I played some bug I snacks. Not. I did not finish okay. it. I, I liked it. I, I thought the characters were really well rendered. Yeah. It's very cute. Fairly interesting. Uh, and, and, and well written, but yeah, it was mainly the gameplay that I also kind of burned out on. An interesting wrap up. That's why again, I want to see that. I don't know how long this is. It's it's free add on, uh, so we'll see. Yeah, the DLC is free. Also, it's out on Game Pass because it, it it hit Xbox with this DLC and and it's on Game Pass. So there you go. Worth, pretty widely available now. Worth checking out. I forgot what kind of nightmares I had made out of all those characters with uh, French fry. It's a nightmare game. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a nightmare game. I've always meant to go back and finish it. I really should. It's interesting. Uh, goes places I kind of I mean I hate to just sit here and say what I wish it was but I thought there would be maybe a little more Viva, Viva Pinata in it no. Look, we all badly was. want more Viva Pinata god just fucking somebody just make 
somebody make a deceptively like complicated <laughs> management sim featuring like adorable but also slightly creepy animals doing stuff. Did they make three of those or did they make two? Uh they made like one and a half. Okay. Trouble Good. in Paradise is basically a glorified expansion pack in full retail release form. It's basically the original game with like better menus and like That's one new area. Right. Yeah, okay. You know, Slime Rancher might be that game. And Slime Rancher 2, I think, yeah. is still slated what, to be coming out. What right? I played of Slime Rancher, I would say, yeah, it was definitely in that vein. I just didn't, it didn't hook me the same way that first Viva Pinata did. There's oh, just something yeah. about Viva Pinata that is, like, just the right mix of cute and disturbing. Yes. I mean, Slime Rancher also has that, but the, I, yeah. Sli- Slime Rancher is good. Pinata, like, it's a good game. Yeah. It just didn't h- it hook me. It's, uh, I don't know, maybe they'll bring it back. Everything comes back. Yeah. Never know. It comes. I, back. I, I, I am pretty. I am convinced that Viva Pinata is well and truly dead. Until we see Phil Spencer wearing the T-shirt on a stage, it is never coming back. Fuck. You know what? I just man. Wow. It literally just hit me like randomly this month. On the list of games with gold is Viva Pinata Party Animals. There like, you go. They're bringing it out, out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Out of nowhere. They made a whole Viva cartoon. Pinata game. Man. They're seeding the on audience. the list of. That's well, right. I think Four Kids is long gone. So I don't know what's up with all that stuff, but. Well, Here we are up like a month before that showcase. They are putting a Viva Pinata game out for free. Hmm. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. We are here to speculate and seed the uh, uh, news rumor mill. Alex, we've got one more game to talk about yes. here. Not words. Yeah, I've mostly this week been playing stuff that I was already playing, like Iron Oath and uh, Dorf Romantic, which are both still good. I'm still enjoying those. But uh, one new thing did come along here. Uh, if you are a player of the mobile games, and I am not generally, I don't play a lot of different mobile games, but one, uh, designer I do tend to play their stuff, at least fairly frequently, is Zach Gage. Uh, the maker- This is also, this is also on PC, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. So, uh, I'm playing yeah. on an iOS, but it is also available on PC, on Steam. Uh, he is responsible for a game called Spell Tower, which I still play to this day, despite the fact that it came out in 2011, because I'm, when I like a mobile game, I just play it forever. Uh... This might be one of those for me. Uh, it's called Knot Words. Like the rope. Like the rope. Like you're tying words into a knot. So it is a sort of uh, crossword puzzle-like presentation. You're giving a gr- given a grid, um, but instead of giving you definitions for words to sort of determine the way that you would, uh, you know, the way you would plot out the, the puzzle, each part of the grid is sort of broken up into sections and they give you a list of letters that will be used in that section. So like, let's say there's a four across, but three of those are blocked off as a section of let's say PSA. So the first three letters of the across word will have those letters in it, but you have to figure out what order it is. And then like, say the fourth one, maybe it goes down. And so there's like the, you know, it tells you the letters that will be going down and not any particular order. So you just kind of have to experiment with like figuring out which letters go where until you start, you know, like a crossword. Once you unlock a few of the key words, you mm-hmm. can kind of go from there. Okay. And they range uh, from I, fairly simple, like just, you know, like here's five, six words in a grid to some very long and expansive ones. So you, you do get some. Okay. I'm going to have to look at a picture of this to visualize. Yes. It, but 
I mean, I can show is, you one. It won't work for play for the audience, but I could just like hold up my no, phone for no. you if you want. I, I could do it on my own time. It sounds interesting. I like yeah. I like word games and word puzzles. It looks crosswordy. It's very crosswordy, yeah. but you know, you can, the Steam page obviously has screenshots yeah. and stuff. So the thing is, you can get hints, and when you do get hints, those that is where the definitions come in. Like, so it'll say okay. if you want to know what the definition of, is for the one that's like you know middle across, it will give you that. But you get a limited number of hints, and you only gain more hints. As you solve the puzzles, is it? Have you found the difficulty? Is or adjustable difficulty, or do you kind of just? So it's it's not structured that way. Um, so the way it, it, this also kind of ties into the monetization. So if you download it now, it's free, and okay. what you get is on a monthly basis, you get ten. Basically, you get two puzzle books every month. One that is just like regular. One that is more challenging. You okay. can't play any of the more challenging ones in those puzzle books unless you either subscribe to them monthly, which is $5, or pay for it outright, which is $12. Huh. You get the first 10 puzzles of those puzzle books, uh, uh, of the standard difficulty ones, for free. But the other 20 that are part of that book, you don't get unless you pay. Do you have any idea if I were to pay $12, would I... Do you know how many puzzles are included with the game total, or will, will it just be kind of indefinite update? I think it's indefinite update. So basically, like, there's 30... You, it seems like the standard is there's 30 standard puzzles and then another 10 challenging ones. And then there's okay. also a daily thing. So okay. the re- standard daily is free. The standard challenging is part of the paid package. Okay. I mean... If, it sounds like if you like the thing, maybe twelve bucks isn't that big an. I, I paid it. Or, like I normally, yeah. I, I'm not a person who goes out of my way to pay for mobile games very often. But I was just like, but in three, yeah, yeah like three after a few days you, of playing it, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to play this regularly enough that it is totally worth it. Right, right, or you know, right, you try the free trial. Yeah. if you like it. Not so words, K N O T. You could just hook up the monthly subscription and then forget about it and just pay for it forever. You could <laughs> theoretically. Um, would it just keep billing? I feel like the the monthly thing is more just like, hey, do you want to support this thing? Uh, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, I mean, I get the the value proposition. I just I just mean <laughs> that like it's interesting to see a game like this that has both a kind of mm. full purchase price and also a subscription fee that after not too long <laughs> like far exceed the purchase price. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I feel like the, the like, concept here is very much like they expect most people to just pay the flat fee if they're going to pay at all. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the, the business considerations there. I just, for that outlier who signs up and then forgets, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it almost, I almost feel like once you hit $25, $30, if they're going to like reach out and be like, all right, hey, you can just, have, you can just unlock the game now. You've given us a lot I think of, of it this way. Like if you subscribe for a month and then you forget the next month, you are still paying less than you would have if you had bought the thing outright because it's basically 10 yeah. bucks at that point. You get one reminder, you get one to- reminder month, basically. <laughs> There was a thing, uh, this is not related to not words, but uh, a thing I was looking at recently where there's a service, I'm not going to name the service because I, I haven't vetted it or done any research into it, but they basically hook up one-time credit cards to your bank account that you can then use for things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah like virtual credit cards. Yeah, yeah virtual credit cards. Of, Have you guys, stuff, yeah. Is there is that stuff pretty legit at this point? Like, as far as I know, I mean, I've, I've never used one. Problem. I've never I've never actually gone quite to that length. Okay. Um, like PayPal was trialing a service integrated with PayPal that they just shut down for some reason. <laughs> okay. Um, like different institutions have that. Like what is the, 
I forget what the name of the one is that everybody uses. It's it was one, I think it was called privacy or something like that. Yeah. that uh, uh, I, I can't remember the exact name. That was the one I got. I haven't vetted. I haven't looked into it. I don't know if it's a scam or anything like that. I just happened to see uh, an article on it and I was like, you know, that seems like for these types of things seems like I, I understand the use case because you would put that credit card in. And the one I was looking at had a limit. That's like, if this thing hits $15, this card is no longer useful. Right. right? It, would, it would kind of say that it would bounce back or, or something like that. Because uh, we all live in a subscription world now yes. where everything, I just got charged for, I had a gift certificate for a wine thing and I had to put my credit card in. I forgot to cancel it. So I just got charged for a lot of money for wine that is stacking up in my corner. Um, and I was like, oh, yep. Yeah, I got to cancel that. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm an so, Insta canceler. Like I am a. I good, sign up for okay. this thing, and then within five minutes, I'm <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to make sure I cancel this. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just brought that up because you brought brought up the the subscription thing. Also, if anybody knows if those things are terrible, let me know. Yeah. You can find me. You know how to yeah. Let them. us know. It's just in case they uh, decide to try and sponsor our show at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's that's also true. Not word sounds super fun. Actually, after this, I'm gonna go check it yeah. out. Uh, my kids also like those word games. A lot of them on the iPad. It's nice to have one that seems legit. Yeah, and vetted totally. And I, I fucking love Spell Tower. Like that is still, like I said, that's a game I still play. And this has basically supplanted Wordle as my sort of daily fuck around <laughs> with word puzzle game. Uh, and it's definitely not because I finally lost a Wordle. I'm I no longer lost 100%. The Wordle. Yeah, I'm no longer 100%. Therefore, I am, I've wiped my hands of the game. I'm done. Dead to you. Do you remember the word? It was the one from like two days ago. It was like one of those where it was like, you get the first four letters, but there's like 18 letters oh, that could be the last one. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. didn't guess it in time. I think, I think it ended up being story. Oh my! That's the one my son my son got that one in in three he nailed it. Well, uh, well, yeah. you know what? Yep. I have yep. to fight what? him now. <laughs> Your son and I are beefing. <laughs> Come at me, brah! Yeah. <laughs> Come at me, brah! Bruh. Uh, bruh. Uh, all right. He likes he like he really likes Wordle. He's he's shockingly good at it, and uh, one of those things he wants to play at night. But we don't do it. Yeah. It's, uh, this might be up his alley then. That's what. That's exactly what had me thinking about yeah. it. Uh, all right, not words. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, the Stanley Parable, Ultra Deluxe, Loot River, Bug Snacks, and not words are the games we talked about. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back and embrace some of the news oh, for this week. So stick around. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD. 
problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. They didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we're back, and it is time for the news. Now, this is the news as of today. Oh, boy. Now, I've got a police car racing wow. right outside. Wow. Spreading. Uh-huh. This is the news as of the day of this recording, which is May 4th. Things move quickly sometimes. Breaking news. Vincent Caravella <laughs> taken into custody. That's right. That's right. I got to go, guys. Um... So things move quickly. There's a story that is happening here. I you blink and somebody else gets bought, swallowed up, embraced, embraced. Yes. yes. Enough time passes. The gaping maw of the embracer group swings wide once again. Mm-hmm. So the, the new beast must feed swallowed like the whale himself. Actually, I guess, I mean, what is the metaphor here? It's more like the arms of the Embracer group open wide, I guess. It's like, because they expand outward with their arms. Embracer. It's our arms wide open. What are we doing here? Uh, Square Enix Montreal when the walls fell. Someday Mm. I will know what what all that means. You explained it to me. I loosely know that it is a Star Trek thing. Yes. This is not. I was going to say Galaxy Far, Far Away, but that's Star Wars. This is Ooh. not, you cannot replicate. This is not science uh, fiction. This is uh, fact. Okay. Uh, 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 so, okay, here we go. Uh, uh, Square Enix has uh, separated the saucer of okay. uh, All right. uh, of IDOS Crystal Dynamics much, and much, Square Enix Montreal. Much like, much like the crystalline entity, the appetite of the Embracer group is infinite. Oh, Indeed. Boy. Oh, boy. Well, what's it's, going on uh, here, Brad? The Embracer group acquired all of Square Enix's Western stuff, pretty much. <laughs> all their in-house stuff, yes. Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, which I have to remind myself are separate studios mm. on occasion. You know how I remember? It's because there are a thousand studios in Montreal. So if you think that there can be a slightly different branding of a, a similar studio in the same city, there is. So uh, help me out here. IDOS Montreal is like Deus Ex, right? Human Revolution, like the long time one. Right? I believe so. Yes. Is that correct? I believe that is, is correct. I believe they are also the ones who are they the ones who made Guardians of the Galaxy? I think that's right. Yes. I believe that's right. And then Square Enix Montreal did. Right. OK, I'm on their website. I'm just confirming. Yes, they did all those like those Go mobile games. Hitman Go, Deus Ex Go, Tomb Raider Warcraft Go. Warcraft Go. Yeah. Uh, did they do a Tomb Raider? Game? Well, it was Lara Croft, yeah, but yeah, Lara Croft, Lara Croft, go, yes. Yeah. Hitman Sniper. Uh, they were mostly a mobile studio, but uh, yeah, like wow. The top line is three hundred million dollars US gets them Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and the IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kane. <laughs> I like Boy. I like the bangers they uh, they put right out there. Uh, is Legacy of Kane a headliner? Not these days, but it was. Vavictus, motherfucker. 
Sure. Nobody. No, nobody, no, no. no. Nobody, I did, I, it was not a legacy of Kane guy. I just wasn't. Nobody, nobody played Blood Omen. That's the true legacy of Kane to me. Uh, Thief, I, you know, they, they tried going back to the Thief well. That was not a uh, good game. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, about it was like that, 2013. That poor Thief game. Ugh. So, I, you know, listen. Okay. So, the interesting thing in reading this and seeing this pop up was... I mean, I feel like Alex, you've you've especially been beating that drum of like, what the hell is Square Enix doing with its Western totally. developers? Like, they yeah, just it's been baffling like, for years now. Seems like they're like kind of talking them down every chance they get, and kind of yeah, sabotaging I mean, them, if not in so much words, in kind right. of PR. Since since at least that Tomb Raider reboot three Tomb Raiders ago, it's become almost a tradition <laughs> for Square Enix to blame poor financial performance on their Western studios underperforming so there's Um, so there's that clearly that history and then we talked a little bit about before this about before the show about this before the show and there's some been some you know it's hard not to talk about this stuff given the current situation with everything but is this shedding weight for some kind of bigger square enix merger acquisition yeah so i mean because here's the thing there's a couple of things we don't know uh, and a couple of things we do. One, they are not getting out of Western publishing entirely. They are still going to publish some third-party stuff that is developed elsewhere, like uh, the Just Cause franchise, uh, the the Life is Strange franchise, that stuff. Like, that stuff is all still in place. This is all their U.S. Western business, like the stuff they straight up owned. That is gone. Don't know what this means in terms of the Marvel license and whatever deals they may have had with them uh, for, for that kind of stuff. I don't know if any of that stuff is going with those studios. I'm guessing probably not. But for the amount of money they got for this, this feels like a fire sale. This feels really, very much like a we yeah. are shedding expenses, specifically the kind of expenses that would garner greater scrutiny if we were to say, oh, I don't know, get bought by a Japanese corporation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, first of all, there are persistent rumors that Sony is going to acquire somebody else. How yes. much of that is, uh, you know, how much of that is based in, like, fact? It is definitely a lot of rumor. Is, how much is just the wishful thinking of extremely diehard PlayStation fans? I don't know. But... Square Enix is definitely on the short list of companies you see people say like, oh, I bet it's Square Enix. I bet that's who they're buying. I bet it's from software. I bet it's Square Enix. Like that kind of thing has been going for a while. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have believed it until now, honestly. Yeah, this is the first time that is the first thing that has made me actually think that this is a possibility. Yeah, pretty unrelated. But the one of the higher ups on Final Fantasy 16 was out there in a Japanese interview recently saying that it's almost done for what that's worth for whatever what does done mean in this case because i i don't know i mean they said they are in the final phase of development okay or something along those lines i mean that's you know, yeah that could be 18 months really, that could be four years we don't know not really here nor there in terms of business deals and potential acquisitions or whatever i mean it matters in the sense of that is probably a big expenditure on their books right now that they will soon be able to cash in on yeah and it's also a big playstation exclusive so like if they were to become part of sony for example it's like hey look at this game that yeah. we just made on exclusively on this platform. Uh, anyway, and well, then there's Embracer, which right the Embracer factor, dude. Like continues to the, according to their press the release on here, they say they have oh, was it 230 games in the pipeline. I mean that now that's them saying 
what games they have and that ranges from everything from mobile tiny little mobile games on up i think they said 30 triple a games <laughs> but the quote who is it from Phil Rogers, who's credited here as a Square Enix America and Europe CEO, mm-hmm. the, the, the way it begins by saying Embracer is the best kept secret in gaming. No, it's not. I, I, yeah, I read that. I was like, <laughs> what no, are you not. talking about? No, there is a best kept secret around Embracer, and it's where is this fucking money coming from? <laughs> That's what it is. Don't don't talk about that, dude. <laughs> afraid, I'm afraid to talk about that too much. It yeah. goes on to say uh, Embracer, a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs whom are, we are thrilled to become a part of today. That, that's, that that's, is a vague That's mafia, a bond so. organization <laughs> origin story is what you have Hydra. just described. Yes. Dude, like the numbers on their Wikipedia page are nuts. And I don't even know if this has been updated to include the square. Uh, let me see if they have been. No, they're not even part of this yet. Prior to this deal, 14,000 employees across 124 internal studios and publishers. And this is in a short span of time, too. Like, it's only been, like, five years? If that. I'm I'm right here on this page. Well, I mean, the entity has been around in some form, apparently, since, like, the 90s. Right, but but the thing is, they were not doing this. This massive consolidation only started in, like, when did they pick up the THQ name? Like, that was the beginning for me, was, like, being aware of this Mm -hmm. group. Was when well, because THQ and Nordic existed before they became part of that group, right? Or is or is that uh, do I have that backwards? No, they bought the THQ name as part of the kind of fire sale of THQ, and then they stuff. started or, you know, THQ I mean, that, Nordic. That yeah, or well, I mean, you know, they existed. They may it may have just been a rebrand okay. or something. But anyway, like that was the point where I became aware of this ongoing concern. Yes, uh, and then Embracer Group became the name in 2019. Uh, it's only been in the last like four ish years, maybe four or five years that they have really been prominent in the news for hoovering up like everybody. Cause they've been going nuts in that time frame. It's a lot. I man. mean, I forgot, I forgot they bought dark horse. Like they own dark horse comics. Yeah. They own gearbox. They own Coke media, like all of it. Yeah. Uh, saber interactive, all this THQ stuff. Like, man, they picked up a spire, right? Aspire yes, yes, I think so. They've got a spire. Now they've got these former square Enix. Studios and they, they had a bunch of individual studios too, yes. right? Yes, they got Asmodee, which is like a huge board game maker. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, they did it's a lot cool. of uh, mobile or a lot of digital versions of the board games as well. Like that's a lot, man. Like I just the thing that I am waiting for is the big expose on who it is that actually runs this thing and where the money is coming from. Like they're obviously the, some of the things they have hoovered up, they are p- putting out successful products. So obviously some of the money is fil- filtering in that way. But, like, the rate at which they have been going and the number of companies that they have, have siphoned up, just it just screams there's something weird going on there. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, like, I, I, I don't want to get accusatory because I don't know anything. It just feels so weird. Right? It's a lot of studios. It's a lot of, it's a lot of acquisitions. I, I, it's so I, much. I can't say. It is a lot. I can't. I can't. Like, what is their actual market share in video games now? It has to be astronomical. That's a lot, for sure. I don't know financially what it is, but they have a presence for their sure. Their footprint is on so much stuff. Um, yeah. What's Easy Brain? Do we know what uh, that is? It's one of their big ones on here alongside Gearbox and Dark Horse. Easy Brain? Don't know that yeah. one off the top of my head. They said they had... <laughs> There are 10 operative groups. 
THQ Nordic. Oh, my mic. They're cutting me off. Oh, no. Sorry, yeah, I told you. Don't talk about through this. the internet. Um, THQ Nordic, uh, Coke Media, mobile. Coffee Stain, Amplifier, Game Invest, Saber Interactive, Deca Games, Gearbox, Easy Brain, Asmodee, and Dark Horse are their big, their top 10 there. Easy uh, Brain is in mobile development. Okay. That seems like it would be a mobile developer. Uh, anyway, like this is a pretty solid stable of studio development talent and IP that they have picked up here. Uh, I tried to find a list beyond what they mentioned in their press release of stuff they will have access to now. The best I can come up with is, is, is the story on metro.co.uk mm-hmm. that mentions Championship Manager. Yes. Uh, Gex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleeping Dogs, which a bunch of people called out on Twitter. After this happened, of like, oh, what if they make a new Sleeping Dogs game? What if? I mean, but United Front yeah. isn't around anymore. Yeah, that the developer of that game is long gone. Yeah, so they have to f- put together a new team for that. Not that that is impossible to still make a new one, but you know, um, man, I'm it's... trying to I'm, try, I'm trying to think like what is the biggest? Is Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider is probably still bigger than Deus Ex, right? <sighs> Deus Ex has been on hold for a while. Like they. I mean, so is Tomb Raider, but I I think Tomb Raider just always makes a bigger splash when you put that one of those out. Yeah, I mean, after Mankind Divided, they straight up said they were putting Deus Ex on hiatus, so that's pretty telling. In their press release, they say, um, this is Embracer Group again, so they say two original IPs, Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, have sold uh, units of 88 million and 12 million, respectively, so it sounds like Tomb Raider kind of well ahead of Deus Ex. But Tomb Raider's had a... I don't know, Way more games, three times as many games. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Benny, I think your uh, mic got knocked off center there. Knocked um, off center. Yeah, like you're not talking direct into it. There, there it's you go. Center up. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Yeah, uh, man. I, mean, I don't know. It's like th- these studios, things have been kind of languishing under Square Enix. You know. Oh, like, I know. I'm not saying this can't like, be beneficial to these studios. It absolutely could be. It's just, I every time they do this, I just I'm like another hair stands up on the back of my neck. Like there's just something there that just feels not right to me. And I just, I will never be able to pinpoint it until someone actually does that investigative journalism and figures out what the hell's going on with that company. It's a gathering of developers. Uh, right. Yes. In a parking lot. Maybe in the way that a black hole gathers matter. Yes. Do you think this is maybe a better home for these developers? It could be. If they are willing to throw capital at these studios and let them make the things they want to make, then it could be. Because right now, under Square Enix, they were not getting anywhere. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows what happened with that Avengers game, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy game also apparently did basically nothing sales-wise. It apparently picked up a little bit once it went on sale, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was like two weeks after it came out. Yeah. So, um, Which is a shame, because that game was great. So, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they have more creative freedom and... I don't know. I don't know what becomes of these studios and what is going to happen with these IP. Best kept secret in game. Embrace. So. Follow the money. Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right. So we next story here. Activision always in the news. Mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard constantly. There's never not a story for Activision Blizzard, but this one is actually about Blizzard revealing a, a new game. I, they, Brad, this one kind of bummed me out. You want to get put in? out a new Warcraft? Well, Ooh. They, revealed, they revealed a new Warcraft Ooh. game. I feel like it has not been that long since we were talking about what's going to become of the Warcraft franchise. Yeah. Um, uh, if your guess was it's going to become a mobile game, a mobile tower defense game with like some collecting aspect to yeah. it. And also they use Ballroom Blitz in the trailer for it. 
then congratulations. Okay, is I it a Tia uh, Carrere version of Ballroom Bullets? No, damn absolutely it. not. I would Warcraft. have probably guessed about two out of three of those things. Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Like, my brain had a moment of like, oh, I would play like, oh, is it just Clash Royale except Warcraft? I'll play that. Sure. Why not? And then like the rest of the neurons continued firing until I realized like, oh, wait a minute. This is it for Warcraft, isn't it? For now. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, it is. This is this is what Warcraft is going to be now. Is that OK? There's Warcraft 4 will never happen. OK. No, right. nobody's making RTSs anymore. I mean, I already, I already assumed that to be the case, but don't say that. Don't ever say that. Somebody will make it. Uh, they make I mean, RTSs. I mean, look, they made Age of Empires, but that's about it. <laughs> they like, make RTSs. This, they're just not real time. Yeah. <laughs> they're just turn based. This looks okay. I mean, it is very cutesy in a Fortnite ish looking way, like a very stereotypically mobile, cartoonish looking sort of thing. It might be fine. I oh. like tower defense games. Like, yeah. In a world where Warcraft is not dead, other or like completely moribund, otherwise, I would be totally fine with this. Of like, oh, I'll try that. Nice use of moribund. But Don't like, hear that I one think, enough. Well, thank, thank you. But uh, you know, this being all there is of Warcraft, I mean, not you know, WoW is its own thing. Yeah, like, it really continues to live at this point. But like, I I don't know. <laughs> this being this being potentially the only future of the Warcraft franchise. I don't know. Listen, I I don't know where Blizzard, Activision Blizzard is, where they're Yeah, I mean it's not they're it's, everywhere. Blizzard's not even yeah. Blizzard's not even the same Blizzard anymore. Exactly. Like, I should know. I should know better than to lament this in the first place. Like the ship sailed a long time ago. So I, to I me, should know that. To me, Activision Blizzard at this point or Blizzard, I'll just say at this point is a free to play gotcha company that wants to make money off of selling uh, uh additional 12.99 things in a game. Like that seems yeah. to be their monetization scheme. They are not a company to me that wants to sell me a fifty nine ninety nine game, unless it's a, Overwatch, a narrative, possibly multiplayer, possibly um, single player game. That yeah. just does not yeah. seem to be their direction anymore. So this thing looks screams extremely mobile marketplace in the most giant hammer, giant nail ways. Like when I watched this trailer, if it didn't say Blizzard on it, I could just see this being a billion other mobile games out there. Sure. Uh, but you're right. It's probably going to make them a bunch of bunch of money, and it's just I'm just not that I'm. It is not for me. I'm not in that marketplace. Like I yeah. was never in any of those games, like um, the the free to play tower defense games or anything like that. Never got into them. Like Clash of Kings is that a Clash of Clash of Clans? Clash of, well, Clash Clash of, Clans? of Clans is a little more of RTS ish strategy kind of. Okay. I mean, Clash Royale is probably what you're thinking. Clash Royale, whatever, whichever Clash you're thinking of. I just never got into it, so I don't know. Like, it's it just feels very they're going in a different direction. Their development house, but like you said, it it's not even the same team going a different direction. It's you know Blizzard five in the in going in this direction. Yeah, I mean, basically everyone who made any actual Warcraft game is long gone, and in a lot of cases, like good riddance, I guess. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, for, for better um, or worse, at this point. So I, but, I I don't know how to feel about this. Um, I mean, yeah, dude, like Warcraft is one of the most seminal franchises in PC gaming, and so I don't know if this is it or not. Like, it's a deep monetization game. I'll I'll play this. I I certainly spent more than my fair share of time with Clash Royale, mm. so like I'll I'll give this a look because I'm a sucker. But <laughs> and it might be fine. Like it might be a f- totally fun, serviceable mobile game. But again in the absence of anything else Warcraft out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
Anyway. Yeah. Coming out this fall, they what, say. What's the state of their um their MOBA? Uh here's the storm. Yeah. It's I like I think it is technically still playable. They ceased development on it. They a long did. Time okay. Ago. They're not they're really they're supporting not, it anymore. They're not actively adding to it. I think it's totally still playable and like running. I mean, they don't do any esports around it anymore, as far as mm. I know. It's been a while. It's been it's been a long time since Heroes of the Dorm. <laughs> I'm sorry, is what, what I'm saying. Here's the dorm. Is that a YouTube series? <laughs> what no, is that? It, was the, it was a straight up esports championship series. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> they ran. What what's uh, their deck builder? Their card game? Hearthstone. Hearthstone. That's yes, still active, That's still right? going and that is still fairly oh, yeah. successful, I think. Hearthstone, as as far as I know, Hearthstone is still quite popular. Yeah. Okay. I stopped playing it a couple of years ago, but like I as far as I know, that they are still updating that thing and, and people are still paying money for that game. I never played it, and I still, to this day, kind of once in a while, think, like, maybe I should give that a look. I don't know. It has the same problem that Overwatch did, which is that they spent uh, way too much mind time trying to figure out the exact correct balance for that thing, and every time they shift it, it just, I, at a certain point, I stopped wanting to learn what the new balance was. Yeah, I mean, that's like every hardcore competitive game Oh, totally. It's just, I just never loved the way they went about it. Yeah, that's fair. So the is Overwatch as long, as long as you're not making angry YouTube videos about it, that's fine. I not yet. So hopefully, I have not fallen that far yet. Uh, do we know? Am I off my rocker here? But do we know if Overwatch Two will be free to play, or will that be a base pay? And I'm pretty sure that's a base pay. A base yeah, pay, can, and then yeah, get stuff later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the uh, same model as the first game, which was not a great model, if I remember correctly, uh, no. in terms of how they rolled stuff out. Uh, I I don't know. It, yeah, I, I kind of mixed feelings on on even take aside all of the uh, 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 news we've talked about with Activision Blizzard, just kind of their development strategy over the last five, oh, yeah. five to ten years has I mean, been not my before, speed. Even before all the news came, like broke about the awful work conditions internally, like the the seams, the cracks were showing very visibly in their development processes, right? Like. Like I went on that rant about that Warcraft three. God, what was that thing called? Oh, uh, the special edition thing. Reforged, right? Yeah. Isn't it Reforged? Yes. Refor- Warcraft three Reforged was a giant mess, like shipped in a state that like old Blizzard never would have allowed. Like things were already looking pretty rough there for the last several years, even before all the actually awful stuff started coming out. I just feel like anything they touch at this point would be littered with free-to-play um, monetization hooks. Or I shouldn't say free-to-play. Free-to-play doesn't have to have monetization hooks, but I should just say yeah. monetization hooks. Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know. It's it's time for me to move on, maybe. Yeah. Um, Speaking of moving on, mm-hmm. maybe they'll be the next big thing at this Microsoft xbox bethesda slash whatever other thing they can scoop up in the next month uh, uh i think showcase. they're done buying for the immediate future what you're bananas it's Is someone you, else's turn that's, you, they you, have to you, get you, through this activision <laughs> thing before they can think about another one i don't yeah, know i mean they probably they probably don't want to be piling any more m a on when <laughs> Yeah, you know the, the government is already eyeballing what they've got going now. What if they just blew? What if they just uh, uh, leapfrog the Activision <laughs> buy and say, "Oh yeah, what about this one? We're buying." Jeez, uh, oh, who do you even pick up that would be bigger than that in the game space? Nintendo, um, third party, nobody. Yeah, uh, you have to like. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, it's like, oh, they bought Valve. <laughs> now, now Microsoft <laughs> right. controls Steam as well. We bought something. Epic somehow. <laughs> 
Xbox is somehow purchasing Microsoft uh, in a weird uh, uh, buy. Uh, we got this showcase coming up. This, uh, if you missed it, E3 is non-existent really for well, literally not this year. They're they're it's not in a weird form. It's just not in any form. So we will have other showcases going on. Microsoft has announced its showcase for June twelfth. Yes, Catch not it. uh, not as far as I can tell, in collaboration with the Jeff Keeley verse. No, I mean, they were already kind of detached from the E3 thing beforehand, right? Because, I mean, obviously yes. they were in the Staples Center, not the, uh, the the convention center. Well, they still had a presence on the floor. I mean, you know, Phil Spencer is on the board of the ESA, so, yeah. like, yeah. Xbox was always fairly deeply intertwined with E3, even at the end. They but, saw their big But, yes, booth. the... I mean, their 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 booth space, I think, was mostly Mixer at the last in-person <laughs> It was, E3, yes. If I remember... Uh, like all, yeah, all their game demo stuff was, was off floor, uh, at the Staples Center, but, um, this sure is like exactly when they would have an E3 showcase though. Yes. Um, all right. What are they going to have? Well, oh, let me, let me question. say this first. Is this, Begin is this the first time they have said Xbox Bethesda as, as I a, thought last year was that too. Was they it? may have done that before. Yeah. Like the okay. branding on this is very corporate the xbox and the bethesda games showcase yeah. so are they going to do that again when they when activision comes in house i do are they going to add another name to it you know i i mean i can i could see bethesda being like fairly protective of its internal culture and wanting to remain distinctive in this kind of way i mean and at some point they could also just steamroll over that if they felt like it yeah they could but i mean they you know also bethesda's got a pretty good thing going and, and they they had had their own you know they were big enough to have had their own showcases over the course of the last so yeah, totally. division if they wanted yeah. to yeah so <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know like modern microsoft modern xbox seems pretty smart about developer relations i'm sure somebody out there is rolling their eyes at that comment but like by and large from the outside like they seem to basically know what they're doing okay uh, so, so not messing with bethesda too much seems like the right the right play there so back to your question what do we see here starfield gameplay reveal like 100 percent. like i would bet a thousand dollars right now like they will play starfield during the stream. Okay. Ooh, wow. wow, that was a good oh, one. The, the embracer is hungry again. Yes. Uh oh boy. Um well what do you think this is? Is this a what do you think the format of this is? It's their E three thing. It'll hundred percent be So like a, Phil Spencer 90- coming out on stage? Uh, um I don't know that there'll be I mean he might they might they might like mock up a stage with mm-hmm. a green screen or something. I, there's not gonna be like an audience or anything. Do you think developers are there or do you think they're throwing to remote developers to intro? Uh I mean I bet it's like super produced and green screen everything and okay. like who knows where they actually shot stuff. So gameplay, like, when you say I, gameplay of Starfield, you're saying like you know, it's not going to be Phil Spencer watching a person with a controller in their hand. No, no, no. It'll be a canned. Something. It'll okay. be a canned demo. But what I mean is, like, it'll be the first time they show just like here's yeah. what Starfield is. Here is us okay. playing it. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, a thing that maybe says in game, captured in game, or something. Yeah, okay. I mean that's got a you know that's got a November release date, and this yeah. is like kind of their last chance to start showing it off for real. I, I still don't that. think it's going to make that date personally, uh, but I don't, they've never missed a date with one of the BGS games before. Like that would be a pretty big. We live in unprecedented Deal. times, my friend. Did um, um there was that there was that leak on Reset Era like a couple weeks ago from somebody who claimed to be a former Bethesda employee saying that like they were pretty honest about what they thought of the game. Like they basically said like, Yeah, I think overall it's pretty good, like the flight sucks, <sighs> the combat's okay, Uh-oh. like the lighting is really good by Bethesda standards. I mean it's not horizon, but it's pretty good. <laughs> like 
And apparently this was verified by like Jason Schreier and mm. other people as being an actual former employee. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. The flight uh, kind of sucks. They, they, <laughs> they were fairly, fairly blunt about their opinion about the various aspects of the game. But they did, did say it was coming along. They said it's coming along like they're, the whole studio is playtesting it, blah, blah, blah. So I would assume it'll make it out All right. this year. Did Deathloop slip around? Or is that, does that not, not count as much? Uh, I just I don't think there's much to do there. I mean, it'll come out on Xbox when that exclusivity deal ends. But oh, I, I just, meant in terms of uh, original dates, like did they? I think they, they may have delayed it once, launch? but I don't remember. Oh, it you being mean like did it get delayed? One. Yes, it, yeah. yes, it got delayed. Yes, okay, okay. Yes. But that's not a that, you know, that's an external studio. I mean, I mean, core Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios, hmm. like Elder Scrolls and Fallout Bethesda. I could see them announcing a deal or a, an add-on for the Xbox release of that to get people excited for uh, Deathloop coming to Microsoft platforms maybe, and also yeah. additional content in there. If, if they had something to add to it, I could see it maybe popping up briefly. Um, but I mean, like you just really just have to think about all the stuff they have on the books, right? Like Rare has Everwild. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, they haven't really talked much about that at all. Like, like the last word that came out about that is that they didn't really know either. It's always um, a good sign. Which, well, I mean, like, I, you know, look at what they did with Sea of Thieves, you know, like that game is like so improvisational. It's basically just like a freeform sandbox. Yeah, but they can't do like that again. Kind of a, I don't know. I don't know. They can't release a game like that again because Sea of Thieves well, got yes. good over time. Yes, for sure. Yes, that game was definitely thin. I mean, it was awesome. Like for the first like couple days I spent with Sea of Thieves, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then and you realize, realize that was there's, it. there's not much else there. Um, Yes, it needs to be more than that, but like I could see them doing something similar again with that. Uh, Fort, Forza Eight, like Forza Motorsport right. Eight, like proper like Forza. They don't, if they don't reveal Forza Eight at this thing, like what is even going on? No, I'm with you on like, that one. I think that one been, has to be a lock. It's been a while since the last Motorsport. How about um, State of Decay Three? Uh, I hope so. I really mm. am curious about what that is going to be. They did show that like teaser trailer last year. Yeah. Which, like, some of the reporting recently indicates that that trailer was kind of thrown together because they didn't really have a game. Yeah. And that may not have gone on, gone over well internally. <sighs> There's that uh, um, Perfect Dark remake. Oh, yeah, like Perfect Dark. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they came out in, the initiative came out in the wake of this Embracer news saying, like, yeah, we're still working with Crystal Dynamics. You know, mm. this deal doesn't change anything. Like, we're still hard at work on Perfect Dark. So New Ninja Theory? Uh, well, Hellblade is announced. Hellblade 2 Yeah, I'm just saying, well, they have, so. like, Hellblade, like, a date and everything for that. Uh, yeah, I could see. I could see that game coming out soonish with a date, maybe. Or at least a gameplay demo. I mean, they've shown a decent amount of that game. They showed a good chunk of it at the Game Awards. Yeah. I feel like we're early on another Double Fine thing, so probably not this year. Yeah, I'd say. Unless it's, like, a small Amnesia Fortnite-esque, yeah. like, bite-sized thing, I could see. But otherwise, yes, I agree. Obsidian? Th- uh, uh yeah they've got a valid is like announced right. in fact i would i mean that's you know much as the outer worlds was their answer to fallouts avowed seems like it's kind of their answer to the elder scrolls probably got avowed before outer worlds too right yeah yeah that's also in development um yeah probably i don't know outer worlds has the advantage of being a shipped game that they have to build on right mm. so I, I it's hard to say which one will actually come first Grounded i would be 1.0. Curious grounded right i forgot about grounded everybody forgot about grounded. yeah that could be there i mean i think that's probably the that's like a 30 second like here's a little sizzle trailer and by the way it's hitting 1.0 or something like that on um, the bethesda side of things mm-hmm. yeah i haven't heard from machine Starfield. games in a while 
Oh yeah, what are they doing? I guess Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Oh right, they've got that announced. And wait. Oh, I started to say Bond, but that's Io. That's Io, yeah. No, so they have Indiana um, Jones, and there's been, you know, scuttlebutt for a while that there is a Wolfenstein 3 in the works, but... Yeah, dude, I, like... They haven't done Mecha Hitler yet, so they have to do it. I know, they have, they have to. I mean, they were required by law. Yeah. Moral law, if not legal, <laughs> to let you kill Mecha Hitler before that franchise is done. Totally. Like, I, I just... I, Youngblood was such a confusing pro- product to me. I don't know why they made it. Specifically, the time jump, like that's the part that really kind of blows my mind, is that Wolfenstein Two left off on such a like fucking let's go, let's like like night the revolution, yeah, and do this, and then 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 here comes this downloadable game that like skips way past all of that, like all of that is in in is is history by the time Youngblood picks up, and I I don't know how they wrap back around to Wolfenstein Three now. I, I almost think at a certain point, maybe you just ignore that that thing even happened. Like you just kind yeah. of because it didn't make any waves. No one really cared that much about it. It's it, of course. It, I mean, it's, it's not like it's not like the Nazis are gone in no. blood. Like there's still definitely or, Nazis to get rid of. But, or, or there's not like you can't do like, some time travel nonsense. Totally. Like, figure out. Yeah. Some, like magic, uh, magic your way into. I it. mean, yeah. It's uh. Well, to to remain like may be the most audacious video game story I have ever seen in my life. So I definitely. <laughs> Trust them to do something wild if they make a third one. Oh, what else? What else? What else? There's, uh, there's, always, there's always room for Minecraft. Yeah, you see something new with Minecraft. Uh, there, there was like a weird kerfuffle recently where ray tracing got added to the console Minecraft and then yanked immediately. Hmm. The people were mad about, although it wasn't like ready or meant to be rolled out. It was like not performant at all. I think, but like, I could see, I could see them coming out with the final version of that, maybe. So I'm like, hey, console Minecraft has ray tracing now. That that would be awesome. It would show well, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Minecraft is one of the best ray tracing showcases out there. I think uh, Arcane has that multiplayer vampire game, Redfall? Redfall. Yes, Redfall. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. happening. And they have a lot. I mean, we're in we're in a world where, because of a lot of reasons, I, I think because development got pushed out because of COVID and stuff. Got a lot of stuff with a that got announced fairly early here. So there's, there's a lot of stuff in the hopper, amount. but no actual yeah. indication of how far along a lot of it is. Oh God. I had to pull up a list of their studios. I forgot. It's like more than I thought. Like yeah. there's playground games who is making fable, right? Like maybe they show fable. I think no on that one. <laughs> I think, I think that's the one that everyone's disappointed. Isn't there? Yeah. I would like to see what that looks like for sure. Um, who are compulsion games? Compulsion made uh, We Happy Few, and didn't they make Contrast before that? Yes, I think. they did. Wasn't that their okay. previous game? Yeah, We Happy Few, I think, is the last thing they put out. Uh, they, they were part of that wave of acquisitions with Double Fine and Ninja Theory and stuff. They got okay. extremely overshadowed by those other announcements. Um, the Coalition, like maybe oh, there's right. some new Gears thing? Sure. Or something else, like something that isn't Gears from them. I don't know, actually. Don't know, like... I didn't finish Gears 5. I don't know if that... Left, I assume that left off with a sequel hook. I'm pretty sure they have not completely closed the books on Gears at this point. Uh, maybe they're there with a Gears 6 or something similar. Almost assuredly some new Halo content, right? Like, they gotta yeah, have like some stuff there. Yeah, like, I mean... Oh, the multiplayer stuff the, needs to come into the campaign, the forge. Right? Like the Yeah, like the co-op and Forge stuff. Also, I mean, like, the multiplayer fan base for that, apparently, as shitty as it can be, is also oh. extremely diehard, so, like... They've got a thing going with multiplayer there. In Exile, what are they doing? 
What are they doing? I totally forgot they also were part of this acquisition. I don't There's think they've announced any Project Cobalt, which I don't know what that is. And I mean, they have Wasteland 3 out, right? Yes. Yes. I think that's the last thing they put out. And this is all first party stuff. I mean, they're bound to, you know, they're obviously going to sign a bunch of third party stuff to have as well. Game Pass gets and all kinds of stuff like that. Dude, this is a lot of goddamn studios. <laughs> yeah. Just internally. Never mind all the third party stuff they're going to get. Like that, there could be a lot going on in that stream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, there's, there's a bunch of stuff just floating out there that could be 2023 and beyond, but yeah, I mean, could, we could, could get a new id game here. I mean, it's been two years since Doom Eternal came out. Do if you announce, I mean, there's enough stuff that has like, yeah, like that it, it could announce a project, but like you could get through this whole thing with just kind of touching base on some of the things that have already been announced without announcing one new thing. Yeah. And I think I'd be okay. Yeah. I could. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't a, know. It, a lot out to say. Yeah. Like once you open the door to third parties, I mean, pretty much sky's the limit in terms of what they might have at this thing. And these are all kind of big games. I, hopefully they'll have some smaller stuff too from. I mean, smaller publishers. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if they don't have their own smaller games, like there will be Game Pass announcements. I guarantee. Like oh, that yeah, is going to be sure. such a focus of whatever they do. Absolutely. I mean, like you'll hit that point thirty minutes in of like everything you see from here on will debut day one on Game Pass type stuff. Uh, Kojima. <laughs> there were those rumors for a while that Xbox was going to sign Kojima's next game. What do you, you think? know? Probably we not. live in a world where, like, who normally I just shrug that off and say whatever, but who knows? I mean, again, Blade. we're outside the Andrew House era of PlayStation, who was the person that went out and got Death Stranding for PlayStation. And I don't know what Kojima's relationship is to PlayStation other than posting graphics and saying, oh, hey, hey, sorry, didn't mean that. Uh, right. So, yes, I at this point, I, I don't think he has that loyalty necessarily. Like, I think he would take the best deal that came to his studio because <clears throat> he just wants his studio to remain independent yeah hard to, hard to say but i mean money talks and microsoft has a lot of it yeah do you think we uh, got a decent amount or any amount of services slash hardware talk i mean you got um i don't think there's streaming really... stuff is probably ramping up more and more yeah at hardware i don't think so unless they're doing like another elite controller or something yeah, i just I don't, don't think there's much there yeah, yeah i don't know if there's, there's much there. Much to do there. Uh, they could put uh, apps on TVs. That would be a big thing for their streaming games. Yeah, that, yeah, that that would be huge actually if they got XCloud like straight into TVs and yeah, yeah. And if stuff. they could they, announce like TV models that it will be coming to and stuff. Right. That would probably be good. That could be a big thing. They could announce they could announce Xbox Live coming to other platforms. That'd be a big coup. And I don't know how they could like bandying that one around for a few years uh, now. And we just yeah. keep yeah, waiting I mean, for were, the the axe to fall. It's been like three, four years since those uh, X Cloud on Switch rumors were going around. Yep. Like you never know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they they like their services, so I wouldn't be surprised if something pops up during that. Yeah, I can see it. I, I, I think uh, I think at hardware this point, less so. Yeah, I think at this point, that what I'm expecting is that this will just be the most interesting presentation of the big companies coming forward. Like Nintendo will do their directs. They will probably have a couple of games to announce here and there that like will surprise you, but PlayStation right now, I feel like they're just, they have this new PlayStation plus stuff to, to go forward with. And Bungie. If it, if it, if, if it, it, yeah, well, the yeah. Bungie thing is going to go through, but like yeah. if they announce, if, if they have a big new acquisition, that would be the thing. But like, honestly, other than that, they're going to continue to push the triple a games that we know that they're working on. That's what Sony's yeah, like, going to do. 
Yeah, you, you could see the new Naughty Dog, whatever the next Naughty Dog thing is. Like, yeah. Sounds like there's a Last of Us remaster and a Last of Us multiplayer game most mm-hmm. likely in development. So it could be, or maybe those are the same product. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what won't be at Microsoft. Any mention of Activision. They will. Uh, I, you think it, you I think, think it will like be very knowing to our, you know, we want to celebrate our current partners and hey, you know. We'll be welcoming, hopefully, some new partners into the fold down the road. I don't Mm. even know if they go that far. Like, I feel like they just want to not even bring anything close. Like, no Phil Spencer in a Call of Duty shirt, nothing like that, uh, as far as the way this thing is going up. Like, leave that stuff out of it. It's going to be an interesting one. They, like I said, there's just enough floating around out there where you, yeah. can, you can you can put your hand in the air, grab anything. It would be interesting. It's all kinds of stuff. Like rumors are starting to come out about the next respawn Star Wars game, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. So, like, you could see something like that from you know that's an example of a major third party game that could could pop up here. Yeah, EA hasn't really said much in a while about anything. Like, the, you know, they've had it like... keeping their head down. Well, they've had like, you know, like the Skate 4 devs were out there kind of showing off some early prototype stuff to be like, hey, look, no, we're actually working on this thing. But like, they haven't said what they're doing for summer, like presentation-wise. They haven't really talked much about future games. No, they, they did. They said specifically they are not doing an EA play this year. Well, there you go. They, they said... I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. They straight up said, like, hey, we'll show you games individually when they're ready. So, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe. So that definitely feels like show up on another stage type stuff. So you guys mentioned Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, I was a little surprised at this. Steam is having uh, a, a, a rogue sale for roguelikes. It's called Going Rogue. Great name, by the way. Yeah, Which, pretty uh, good. I'd use that. Yeah. Somewhere else. Um, and like things like Rogue Legacy, Hollow Knight, Sekiro, Slay the Spire, Dead Cells. A and, festival of persistence. And Jedi Fallen Order is on that list. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a, that's a stretch. Is it's that a, a little stretch? bit of a stretch. I mean, it's a little bit of a Well, so is Sekiro, though. I mean, like, yeah. and Neo, too. Like, <laughs> clearly they consider anything Dark Souls inspired to be. Is that what we're doing? I think that's what they're doing. A, enough of a roguelike. Eh, you know, it's not. It's a little. It's, it's a slightly stretch. questionable. Okay. That I, one really jumped out at me as like, mm, you're stretching. Yeah, I get, you know, I, hey, I mean, you can't complain too much about games going on sale. Good on them, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, if you want, if you're interested, you can get Jedi Fallen Order, great game, for $10. I don't know $10, if that's yeah. That's, that game's on, worth 10 bucks On consoles, anywhere else. Uh, I, yeah, I'm excited to see what Microsoft brings to the table here. Or, I'm sorry, Xbox Bethesda brings to the table. Um, that is June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be there. This doesn't say how long it is, but if you had to guess, hour? I'd say hour, hour yeah, and a half they, at they, most. They usually, go, they usually go 90 minutes at least. Like 90 minutes? Hours even. You think they'll push two hours on this? I don't know. They it's could. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like when, they're, when they're pre-recorded and cut down, an hour to 90 minutes is where I would, I would peg this. And maybe even closer to an hour. They keep it so tight. Like there's really not just a lot of on, transition time. Really just depends on how much they have, you know. I feel like Microsoft has really been tuning in also to not a lot of talking head chatter and just kind of, hey, here's the game. Uh, and they, they save that stuff for things that are a little further out that they just need somebody to talk over for concept art. Like maybe a fable thing has a talking head with some concept art over it. And they talk about how they really wanted to go back and touch fable you think peter Peter molyneux shows up for any fable stuff 
Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hundred percent no. That guy mm. is doing his weird NFT crypto yeah, whatever he's, stuff. He's, he's he's already on the blockchain. He's not coming back. <laughs> we forgot to mention this. So is Square Enix, and they are citing yeah, that I specifically did, I, as part of the reason I, why they are doing the sale. I started to mention that that yeah, they part of their statement about this uh, acquisition of those studios is like this will allow us to invest further in blockchain, AI, and the cloud. And it's like, wow, you're just streaming jargon together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they should have just said meta in there and then just be done with it. Also, the uh, the apparently the the market for NFT has basically dropped like ninety yeah, percent since last year. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah Square Enix yep. was never ahead of the no <laughs> the game on stuff. Nope. Um, all right, look for that uh, next month. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, which brings us to this next story. Okay, the the Blizzard one I thought was kind of a bummer but that's for my own personal reasons maybe relationship with blizzard this next one just was sad because i think everything around balan wonderland is a is bummer it's, it's, it's yes, kind of I, mean, sad. I, I don't disagree the ongoing saga of balan wonderworld is kind of sorry wonder world yeah. kind the of fact depressing. that there is still an ongoing saga at all for that game like, uh brad what do we got going on I, I feel bad for yuji naka i don't know if i should because who knows what the other side of the story is but he sued square enix uh, I don't know how this trial concluded. I don't know how, I don't know what the outcome was. Hmm. He tweeted about it a bunch because he said, I would like to share additional information now that the trial has concluded, but I, he didn't say anything about what the outcome was. I don't know if they ruled in his favor or not. I mean, it could be one of those things where like one of those vagaries of the Japanese legal system where like as part of the ruling, maybe he wasn't allowed to go out and say specific stuff, but yeah, I, I super don't know what the ins and outs of this situation are from a legal standpoint. And he actually can't comment on dogs. that, but he, what's that? He, he got, sleeping, got dogs. sleeping dogs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look for it. Yuji Naka's sleeping dogs. Yuji Naka should make a sleeping dogs game. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, so what, what, what is the, like he he basically gets out there and says why at least from his view why he was removed from that project mm. which apparently there was some drama around a youtuber and some original music from the game but the bigger one is that he says they shipped that game before it was ready and he wanted to keep working on it and that's why it came out the way it did yep which having played several hours of Balan Wonderworld myself makes me want to say, I don't know that like bug fixing and last minute polish was going to be enough for that game. I'm kind of with you. That was the vibe but, I got from this too. was like, how long would you have kept at it, man? At the, you know, at the same time though, if he thought the game wasn't ready and they just shoved it out the door anyway, that totally sucks for him. I believe that it is a true disgrace that Balan Wonderworld was released in the state that it was in. Uh, I believe that Square Enix and Arzest, who was the co-developer, are companies that care about neither games nor their fans. I mean, that's... Oh, boy. Wow. Poor Yuji Naka. I don't, I don't it's know, It's just... It, the thing that is most striking to me is the idea that Yuji Naka would ever talk shit about anyone. He just doesn't come across as that kind of guy. Well, that's what I mean. Like, who knows what he's actually like to work with. Yeah, like, I, mean, I have no idea. But his vibe has always been one of very, like, cheerful, wonderful, like, kind of a Willy Wonka type figure. And it just... I'm like, hey, by the way, I sued this company and they they kind of fucked me. Like, that's I mean, out of character. Like, the thing that really stood out to me here, though, was his comment about the original Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> he said, in Sonic the Hedgehog, two weeks before going gold, we changed the mechanics where if you had even a single ring, you would not die. Like, 
That is as core to the playing of Sonic the Hedgehog as anything I can think of. Yes, especially for boss fights, right? Just grab that one ring. Right. Like, even up to the very end, we were still trying to improve the game, and I hope that everyone is still enjoying those games today. Like, like when he says, like, something as central as that only came about in Sonic the Hedgehog in the last two weeks. But that being said, he doesn't say that Sonic the Hedgehog released without being pressured to release. I mean... Two weeks before Sonic the Hedgehog released, it maybe it was supposed to have another three months out, right? Like, who knows, yeah, who knows? what that yeah, timeline was? Yes, but that I mean, is I, yeah. really interesting in terms of mechanics getting that things that might not have just, turned out the way they turned out. I just, I just, I feel confident in saying that whatever you think of Sonic the Hedgehog, Battle in Wonder World was never going to be another Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Uh, I. Maybe another Nights into Dreams. Maybe. I'm like, mm. uh, you know, I don't laugh because I want to see anybody's game do terribly but that game is like that game is so far for me from anything that resembles a tunable game no like something that very very concept of it is off-putting and i almost thought about playing all the way through it maybe it gets a lot better maybe i got deep enough in that i was like maybe i should just see this all the way through but i i it's, you know, that's content, good, baby. Good, we can do it. My good sense prevailed. Once I'm done playing my bad video game, maybe you can play yours. No, nobody needs that. Listen, like Yuji Naka is a game developer and knows much more about this process than I do, who is a game player. But as a game player, and having played some of that game, I can say I really don't understand game development if he's going to get out there and say that this could have been something different if he had just kind of seen it through to the end. Because yeah. You know, um, because uh, I don't, but then you say that Sonic Ring stuff, and who knows? Maybe Sonic Ring, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm completely off base. Maybe yeah. one small, one small tweak there, and it it could have been all di- yeah, different. Yeah, it was a different time though. Different time. different time. I think twenty years from now that becomes some weird cult game. Actually, you know what? It probably is right now. It's probably like a, a games done quick game already. Mm. That is like like hey, if we get this much money, <laughs> I'm gonna play through. All of gosh, I'm always gonna say Balan Wonderland, Balan Wonder World. Uh, in you think you can speed run that game in under like an hour? I have no idea if that, that would game, require is that game broken enough. Hang on, let that me look up somebody, speed run for it. I mean, that would require somebody banging on it enough to find those exploits, which I'm not sure they are willing to do. Mm, fair enough. Hey, I'm looking up on speedrun.com here. Let's see what we got. Okay, what do you got? All right, so the current top time according to speedrun.com. Uh, without loads, one hour, four minutes, 58 seconds. Okay. Mm. All right. Brad, here's your chance. There are, at it. Mm. there are, uh, as far as I can tell, there are 10, 10 things on this list. Like 10 people have recorded times for this game. Okay. 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 Ah, uh, well, Square Enix, you may have lost Tomb Raider. You may have lost Deus Ex, but sure as hell kept Balan. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Who was a? Uh, what's the other studio he mentioned? Um, Arzest. Yeah. Arzest. Yeah, it was like the co-developer, developer, wasn't it? Co-developer. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. The saga of Balan maybe is maybe is over now. Yeah. I don't know. Just oh, let what? it rest. Just how, just let the Thames rest. <laughs> how much is that game on like Steam? Would you say fifty dollars? now uh, yeah yeah yeah. seriously like i bet it's still i bet it's not uh, you can buy battle and wonder world on steam for eleven dollars and 99 cents straight up okay. if they dropped guardians of the galaxy that quickly there's no chance they were going to try and keep that a premium product 
Yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. Right. That is a temporary sale. The regular price is 40 bucks. That's a pretty big discount. <laughs> Get it now? Yeah. Like the, the, that intro movie was interesting. Yeah, interesting. Sure. It's one word for it. Yeah. All right. That is the news. And that is going to wrap up this week's show. In case you missed it, the games we talked about, Nintendo Switch Sports, the Stanley Parable, Ultra Deluxe, Loot River, Bug Snacks, and not words. Bug Snacks, Loot River, um, both available on Game Pass if you're interested and have Game Pass. Uh, is there? I just, um, I think I must have been in that pre uh, pay enough forward on the Game Pass Ultra Pass thing that now I just started getting charged for it again. I had, I had converted all of my stuff into Game Pass, whatever that conversion was at that time, mm-hmm. and paid the extra money, but now, now it's, I see it hit my card again. Microsoft. I paid. I just want you to know, I paid for this Bethesda acquisition, but not the Activision one. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not me. That's not me. Um, if you want to support us, you can do so by going over to Patreon.com/slash Nextlander. We cannot do this podcast, do our videos, do all the fun stuff without your support. So if you can support us. Please do go over to patreon.com slash nextlander. Find a tier that is right for you, a level of support that fits your lifestyle. Generation Remix, you're a part of it. Okay, you no, the you're, one just, that you're is, costing us subs now, man. <laughs> you find the run that is right for you hmm. and make it work for you. No, we can't do this without you, so we do appreciate it. And thank you very much for supporting us. One of the tiers on our Patreon... It's a very special tier that gets a shout out on this here podcast. It is the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And Alex Navarro, do you have our Mysterious Benefactors for this week? I sure do, Vinny. I'm going to read them in reverse order this week because I'm feeling saucy. Yeah, go sauce it up. All right. Our Mysterious Benefactors for this week are Tyler Treese, David Campos, Matthew Herrig, Richard Welsh, a.k.a. Hired Noobs, Steve Lynn, Andrew Slosky. Edward Cheek, It Me JP, Andrew Teepkin, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Mark Allenbach, Randy Duax, Kevin Velado, Brian Murphy, Devin Maestro Hall, Anders Buga, Bacon Monk, Andrew Jackson, Statics, Jad Rita, Thomas Lynn, Peter Reardon, Bunny Thorpe Tech Pod Crimes, John McInnes, Robert Fisher, Conrad Kuzman, Gary Pezky, Jerry Lee, JM, Mark Wilhelm, Evan Cook, Nick Donegan, Sean Miller, John Hubbard, Skywarp, James Smith, Nelson LeBlanc, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas, and the Nth Review. And thank you to all our mysterious benefactors and to everyone who has supported us across Patreon, across twitch youtube the podcast we really do appreciate it and helping us keep going as we approach our one year here at next lander were you there at the beginning were you there at year one we welcome all all are welcome that's right arms wide open yes we promise not to embrace you too hard only as much as you want to be embraced yeah yeah, no no permanent embracing. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. Look for that tier. <laughs> it's, it's, it's high up there. The permanent embrace is, uh, 
I don't know if we have that one unlocked. No. If anybody wants to embrace us, though, please get in touch. Yeah. I will. Uh, I, I promise I will stop looking into your financials if you promise to embrace us. <laughs> wow. Uh, I want to go pick up Sleeping Dogs and embrace them. Uh, man, I love that game. Is, is there any chance that... No, it's not. I, you know, you know what? Here's the thing. Thinking. The Series X version of that game looks great. <sighs> what a fun game. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the podcast this week. If you missed any of our stuff from uh, your content this week, we have uh, uh, the Ramble cast up. We have a Planorama going up on Friday. Brad is also going to be checking out Sega's 32, speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega's mm-hmm. 32X games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are how many? 34, I believe. Somewhere around there. 34 on 32X. There That's you right. have it. That's right. Just play... Uh, Roughly two minutes a game. We should be able to get through all of them. So check that out on Friday if you want to check out that stream. Uh, we finished up some loyalty ca- uh, quests in uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. We're going to continue down that road in Galaxy Quest. That happens on Thursday. And Monday, we took a look at Rogue Legacy 2 and Switch Sports. If you're curious about those games, you can check them out there. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us. And we'll be back next week. Oh, happy birthday if it's a birthday. Happy birthday to my brother and all the fantastic May birthday. See you, everyone. Bye.